live from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the live version of the Break the Bell Podcast. Welcome, Bill, to the Break the Bell Podcast. Thank you, Craig. Welcome yourself. Nice to see you running late as usual. Yes, Things just um, go so much smoother when you're running late. I know. When you show up early, uh, it just throws me off. I know. So. I know. I, I I really wanted to do right by you this week. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, got it. You've been late the last co- or early the last couple I know. times. And you didn't know what to do with yourself. And your camera's off again. Focus again. Yes. So hello, bell, beautiful bell breakers. I am here in the flesh. We are both here live in the flesh. As much in the flesh as you can get us. Um, you got to pay extra to get us fully in the flesh. So. And shipping. <laughs> which which we'll find out today is going to be a little bit difficult to do because it's going to cost a lot more for us to get shipped directly to you. Yes. Um, but that's in the very special section of the Patreon program. Yeah. Like, you got to sign up yeah. for the like the ultimate level to get yeah. us live in the flesh. Yeah. So Special channels. Always. We... we we need to create more and more special channels to get more and more viewers. We do. <laughs> we need we to do. Exp- Whatever it takes. We need to expand our, our horizons here. So, <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? It is, it's good to be back. It's always good to uh, get going on these. It's always like chaos leading up to it. And then, yeah, I know. And then we hit the button. It's like, okay, we can yeah, do this now. Like, <sighs> so, And it's, it's pretty much been chaos all yeah, afternoon been, for yeah. me, too. So the only reason I'm not late is because you I, live here. I live here. So. <laughs> Oh man, Bill, Bill, how how have you been besides late? How have you been? Oh, good, good. Um, man, I I don't even you know you know what? It, no, I have not been good. Yeah, I was gonna say I last I heard you weren't good because football season kicked yeah, off, and I, I feel like you want to talk about that. Yeah, the the Steelers are not doing well, <laughs> and uh, I'm not happy about it. How many it. games in are there? Well, they're four games in, how so there's still they, hope. How many have they won? Uh, one. One. Well, that's that's not that's called a losing streak. N- well, yes, it is it is a losing streak, but it is not panic territory just yet. However, I have to admit, after watching the game on Sunday or yesterday, I would say that uh, they they need to make some changes. And and I I, I like Ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback, um, and uh, I'm thinking he he. Uh, they they need to sit him. They do, they need to. He, he just isn't making good decisions. Him. Yeah. Um, you know, his passing's off. His route, his routes are off. He's just not. His timing's off. He, he's a. Uh, oh, I think he he's he might be forty now. He's oh, been in. The, so this is his eighteenth year. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he's had a good run. Yeah, that's right. And he doesn't have the mobility, and his he's got a young offensive line who can't protect him, and but he can't get away from anybody right now, and and he's got a good running back, but. He's new, so they're still working on it. And they yeah. got an offensive coordinator who is I, – I don't like. He's not aggressive. Uh, I, I could go on and on. But you get the gist of it. I do. I'm sorry. Yes. I yes. feel your pain. But but your team is doing well. And yes. I'm happy for you because of that. As much as I'd like to care about everything you're saying, <laughs> to me, it's still baseball season. Because for you. the Cardinals made it to October, which yes. – Is rare. Which a month ago, it's not rare for the Cardinals. No, no, I'm just it's actually rare for them to not make it. And this was looking very, very much like it was going to be the that. year that yes. they didn't make it to some form of the playoffs, whether it be the wild card or or past that. But this year, a month ago, 
four weeks ago, they had like a 1.8 chance of getting to any sort of playoffs, getting to the wild card. And then in like three weeks, they went on like a 17-game winning streak. And what what, what part of the se- um, season would you say that? Would you say a halfway point or maybe like... No, uh, halfway point, they like started to tank pretty bad. They okay, got a bunch okay. of injuries in the first, like a bunch of their pitcher. They were looking really strong in yeah. the first month, I think. And then a lot of their pitchers started going down because they yeah. had a really strong pitching staff. Yeah. But then once they all start getting hurt, then yeah, you start having problems with that. And obviously you got all those fans out there. Our favorite fans are like, right. oh, fucking fire yeah, the coach. Right, fire right. this guy. Why is that guy playing? These are stupid decisions. Yeah. And then it was actually after the trade deadline. So three, yeah. four weeks ago okay. that they brought in a couple um there were a couple older pitchers that they threw into the rotation that kind of helped turn things really? around. So, so hmm. yeah, they made it to um, the wild card spot, which the wild card game plays this Wednesday. So um, I'm going to make a big deal of it because <laughs> this well. could be the very last game of the season. Yeah. If they Is lose it, just, it, it's just one game. It's just a one game oh, really? thing to oh, get okay. into the playoffs. So Interesting. technically, this is post a postseason game. Sure. So who, they did make it to the postseason, but to make it officially into the playoffs, they have definitely. to win this wild card. Who, who do they got? Uh, the Dodgers. Is that what are the Dodgers? Uh, they're good. Okay. <laughs> they got uh, Max Scherzer, who is a really good pitcher, probably starting off, and he's he's pretty uh, intimidating for he's an okay. old guy and he's just he's a phenomenal pitcher. So yeah. um, it's going to be a tough game. I think they can do it. It's just going to be a tough game. So yeah. seeing the way they've been playing the last month, I think right. they definitely have a chance. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Either way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, make yeah. it a big day. Yeah. Watch the game. Maybe I'll just take the whole day off work too. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've taken days <laughs> off or, or afternoons yeah. off for Steelers games. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. When last year, COVID year, that's right. They would play all kinds of weird times yeah. and stuff. And so yeah. Right. You're like, I'm going home, guys. I got a <laughs> game to watch. We're not here to talk about sports as much no. as we'd like to. No. There's just too much other bullshit going on in the world. Yes. I think when we started the show, we're like, hey, um, would be, I know. it'd be really cool on weeks yeah. that we don't have things to talk about. Yeah. We could talk about pop culture yeah. and sports. Sports, Guess movies, what? We've whatever. We've never had a week where we've had time to talk about pop culture and yes. sports and L- Luxury of doing a podcast in 2020, 2021. The most pop culture we get is whatever the stupid bullshit celebrities yeah, are right. saying about what's yeah. going on. So, And um, us ranting a little bit about sports at the yeah. beginning of the show once in a while. We yeah. used to do it more often. We did, but like you said, we just there's been so much bullshit. Yes. So so I just figured since football season had started, I actually asked how you were doing because I knew yeah. it would lead you into your yes. your pain yeah. of the Steelers. <laughs> I appreciate so. that, no, but no but problem. but if they can turn around within three games, I you know they can still make the playoffs. Sure, sure. So, so it's not panic time yet. No, no, they no. Get, they got this one in the bag. Yeah, you think yeah. they got Super Bowl? team or no I, I think they got the tools yeah if they can pull it together i do yeah that's kind of how i felt about the cardinals yeah. at the beginning of the year it's like they got a lot of strong players yeah. they just got to learn how to fucking play exactly. together so yeah this week instead of sports unfortunately what we'd love to talk about we should just take a whole week and just be like you know what fuck all everything else let's talk <laughs> about sports what if, one day that that may present itself if you want us to take that time away sometime soon and just talk about sports and other things um hit us up in the comments because we'd love to do it absolutely um otherwise this week we are going to be talking about this big shipping crisis that seems to be going on and i'm sure joe biden isn't calling it a crisis because he hasn't even mentioned it i was gonna say i haven't heard the yeah the white house or anything talking about this. and that blows my mind considering everything i read today 
about it. And I'm like, holy fuck, this is bigger than I thought it was. Why is no one else talking about and this? And it's been going on for a long time. Because yeah, yeah. I was seeing articles from like March talking about like, oh, the shipping bottlenecks. Right. And it's just like, well, since March? Yeah, right. Nobody's right. fucking yeah. talking about this. And if you do find it in the mainstream news, you got to look for it. It's mm-hmm. not on the headlines or anything yeah. like that. So yeah. um, nobody seems to give two shits that, uh, you know, potentially our economy could be yeah. on the brink of collapse. Right. You thought I mean, it was hard to get toilet paper before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And once, uh, well, maybe they just don't want to spark that that panic. And that could be. I mean, yeah. Because as soon as you say, hey, shortage, right. everybody oh goes gosh. insane, yeah. goes but, out the right. window. So uh, I, I'm at least grateful that they haven't because, I, <laughs> like I told my wife, I'm like, okay, here's a list of things we need to start getting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, Well, you tried to break it to your wife. Like, I know. I was like, her into it. hey, funny story. We, <laughs> no. <laughs> we probably should just, maybe just in case, yeah. get a couple extra st- things yeah. this, this week. And then you said she went oh like, "Oh my gosh, what's going yeah. on? What? Stop what we're doing! What's going <laughs> on? The end is nigh." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. It oh was bad. man! And but she she does not, uh, she doesn't take pressure well. Yeah. So no, but that's why she has you to laugh it off. So <laughs> I you think guys that make just pisses nice her <laughs> off. <laughs> you guys make a nice. Why part. are you laughing? <laughs> this is not funny, Bill. I know. <laughs> so before we get into that. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff with this, from like what p- potentially caused this, whether or not this is an intentional thing, because our conspiracy-leaning brains tend to yeah. think that, hey, maybe this is... And I've seen conspiracy theories out there that are like, hey, they're intentionally slowing up supply. Well, yeah, and I mean, one of the things I, I looked at briefly, I didn't have time to get into it, is because I, I was getting suicidal, but I looked into the World Economic Forum... Oh, I did and, too. I and, got some world. Yeah, and stuff. looking through that, it just was pissing me off. And I was like, you know, they mention a lot about supply chain here. Yeah, yeah, they do, and revamping the supply mm-hmm. chain. So, what a better way to revamp than to just, as Collapse we always it. say, shut it down, yep. turn it back, build on. back better. Yep, build back better. Um, what's the other one? The Great Reset. All yep. all that shit that we talk about. We're gonna get into all that stuff, and we're gonna discuss whether or not we think that this is an intentional thing or if it just happens to be the runoff from the shutdowns, which is what most people are saying that it is. It's just the runoff from the economic shutdown, everything turning back on, things just are kind of crazy right now. So we're going to get into all that. Before we do, obviously, we got to mention our sponsor, Run Your Mouth Coffee. Coffee for freedom-loving. Yes. Americans like me and you. Yes. Not just Americans. We no, have anybody. Anybody yeah. can love freedom. Yeah. People <laughs> we have we have listeners yeah. in other countries that I wouldn't have, have even imagined. Like yeah. I had somebody reach out to me from Norway and say that, hey, this is this is one of his favorite shows to listen to. I'm like, yeah. oh, that that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad you're a listener. I'm glad everybody um out there from other countries are listening and supporting us because um, this is a much bigger thing than just here in the United States. Sometimes Definitely. we, most of the time, we tend to focus here on the United States because yeah. that affects us the most, and that's what we see the most. That's what yeah. the media portrays the most. But we also see that this kind of shit is happening on yeah. a global scale. Uh, yeah, and you know, it, it's we're more connected than ever. So, you know, as they say in chaos theory, you know, a butterfly can flap its re- wings in China and a freaking tree will fall down in New York. And so 
Ashton Kutcher, the butterfly effect. Yes, the butterfly effect. <laughs> yes. So hopefully our butterflies aren't knocking your trees down there in Norway because they are shoot them. I would be. I would feel really shitty. Yeah. Um. Like I said, coffee fix of freedom. Freedom goes worldwide. Freedom's oh, yeah. a global thing. Like liberty is a global thing. Yet, not everybody has the constitutional rights that we have here. Some people might have better rights than we have here. I don't know. I don't know yeah. every country's constitution, but everybody should want those basic individual freedoms like free speech and the free press and freedom to not be told to stick something in your arm, freedom to not be yeah. told that you got to shut your business down because it doesn't follow these certain guidelines. That that should just be universal. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, one of our listeners from another country had said, he's like, you know, if America falls... So falls the world. It's. I mean, he's not wrong. No. I mean, I d- I'm not saying that to, because we think we're the greatest, but no. we, we know as one of not. the one <laughs> of the top economies in the world with the high, one of the highest GDPs in the world. I mean, you affect our trade r- routes. That's going to affect everybody's trade yeah. routes. So. How do we keep getting yeah. off of the coffee? I, I don't know. But the supply chain really needs run your mouth coffee. <laughs> run your mouth coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com, drink coffee before we completely derail ourselves. And I can't forget. believe we went off the rails with coffee. I know. Seriously. It's because I'm not drinking coffee. I'm yes. drinking Coors Light. Oh, because that'll I, do it. I needed to bring myself back down. Yeah, I understand so, that. Last week, I drank some caffeine, and I got a little too a little much. I went back and listened to it, and I was like, man, I'm talking really fucking fast. So I already had my coffee today. You should have your coffee right now. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, all one word. Support local business, or not local, support small businesses that support freedom. Support any business that supports freedom, free speech, and all the the things that we talk about. rymcoffee.com, promo code BREAKTHEBELL, 10% off. I think I got it all. I think so. In a mix of all the other shit. It's like we said about Joe Biden last week. He... In all the all the <laughs> bullshit, you got to weed out the the yeah. thing he's actually saying. So hopefully, if you, you play this the... backwards, it actually <laughs> really endorses on your mouth coffee. <laughs> no, it endorses Satan if you play it backwards. <laughs> we got to get into the show, yes, so we can actually talk about what we're here to the talk important about. stuff. We are already like probably ten minutes into this, and we haven't even gotten to the show yet. Okay, so I'm gonna kick off this intro video. Do not forget to share us all over the place. Smack it. Smack us with that like and share. Share it to your grandmas, your friends, your aunts, your uncles, um, your kids, if they're, if you allow them to listen to this kind of content. Because that's what makes us be, be able to do bigger and better things. And we want to do bigger and better things. We do. That's why we started this show, was to do bigger and yes. better things. And we so, want to do it for you. We do. Like and share. Do it right now during this intro video. Just just click that little like button or that that subscribe button at the bottom of this video. And our heads will get bigger as they should. And my mom will be proud, like I mentioned last week. And the world will be a happier place. Absolutely. Let's get into this intro bit video, Bill, before, before I just decide we've completely Derailed. jumped the shark. <laughs> All right, here we go. What did you say? You talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? 
What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. to the point where we can honestly say that we're in the end game i would say that too i think we said it before but i think yeah. we're we, we said it a year ago when i said that 2020 was practice for 2021 and i think 2021 is leading up to 2022 maybe 2020 <laughs> was the infinity wars and there we go 2021's the end game yeah I, I can see that yeah yeah i think we're in the end game i yeah. think everything that we have talked about and warned about leads to the shit that's potentially going on right now. Yeah. And it's scary. It is. It is. I really mean, we scary. laugh about it, we joke about it, well, but, but what it are you is gonna scary. do if you don't? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only way to pull through this or make things different is to not completely like black yeah. pill yourself and just completely right. give up and say, Hey, there's no fucking hope for us because yeah. I mean, there's always hope as long as people keep swinging, I guess. Exactly. As so, long as you still breathe, there's always hope. Let's get into this episode. This one's come across a couple people's posts. Like you said, we haven't seen it in the mainstream, but I've seen mm-hmm. it through several social yeah. media posts. I've had boy. people send me different stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen posts pop up. I've seen things get sent, shared around and stuff. Yeah. But and then, then this week I was seeing quite a few things get shared around. So I'm like, dude, I think we got to dig into this yeah. stuff because yeah. I'm sorry if you don't think this or don't realize this, but shipping and supply lines run the economy. Yeah. Without them, we have no economy. Um, supply and demand does not work without supply. Yeah. I think you mentioned this yesterday in the weekend wrap up. It's yeah. like, when there's a bunch of demand but no supply, there's no supply and demand, which means there's no economy. The economy doesn't work. Yeah, and for those of us who believe in the free markets, we believe that the market is kind of uh, its own entity. Yeah, it, like, it, directs it, itself. Yeah, it's a living thing. Yeah, like, supply will naturally go up, mm-hmm. cost will naturally go up with it. Uh, or uh, supply goes up and demand goes down, the cost will go down with it. If supply goes down, demand goes up, the cost will go up with right. it. Um, we've seen that whole crossing. If you take in any economics class, yeah. you've seen the supply and demand graph, the little X thing. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to find, naturally, the point where the two cross between supply and demand is what you set your cost at. That's naturally how supply and demand works. Yeah. But... When people that think they know better than the natural flow of the market start getting their fingers in shit Mm -hmm. and start trying to manipulate it, whether it's for good reasons, like the Fed saying, oh, we don't want to cause an economic crash, so let's let's pump some money into this to keep it floating. Because, I mean, the markets go up and down. They just naturally do. They do. And 
with a really good up usually comes a pretty decent down, but it yeah. always comes back up. It does. Unless, I mean, it just completely crashes, which I guess is possible, but... Yeah, but, you know, a lot of, you know, historians will say that even the Great Depression, would, you know, they think that if they just left it alone, it would have mm-hmm. come back and everything right. would have been fine. It wasn't until the government started screwing with things and manipulating markets that, you know, it took World War II to help it get above where yeah. it needed to be. And I don't want World War Three. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, then we, if you look back in 2008... A lot of that was caused by bankers like mm-hmm. trying to profit, which it was manipulating right. markets, which was causing giant bubbles that yep. shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Um, there shouldn't have been, like as far as demand, there shouldn't have been people, certain people should not have been demanding houses that were getting houses. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they, they were making ridiculous loans. That's yeah. what caused the bubble to burst yeah. when those loans needed call, called yeah. back. Yeah predatory loans and then they took the money and they would invest it in something else and so it just wasn't there yeah so one way or another manipulation of markets Mm -hmm. instead of just the. i remember then somebody saying when with the big tarp remember the big government package Mm -hmm. that they're giving they're like you know they may be helping it now but it's just going to crash a lot harder later on yeah yeah and we said that about Mm -hmm. the stimulus package this time yeah and here we are we said you keep pumping this like mm-hmm. holding this thing up, it's just going to yeah. fucking crash when it all comes down. And right now, we're kind of starting to see the warning signs of that. Yeah. Let's get right into the shipping stuff, though, to start out with. I got yeah. this article from The Insider, and this title is ridiculous. This is the title Tens of thousands of shipping containers are stuck off the coast of the Southern California as the ports operate below capacity, combating a crushing shortage of workers, equipment, and time. Yeah, it seems like they could have cut that down a little bit. I feel like if your title cannot fit in yeah. a Twitter post... Maybe they, they forget what a headline is supposed to be. Well, in the very so that's least... more like a first paragraph. In the very least, if your headline does not fit in a Twitter post, yeah, right. it's too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, you're over 140 characters. You might want to back off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might want to narrow that down a bit. But I guess... They said everything that needed to be said. <laughs> exactly. They probably... It's almost like they were making a collect call. <laughs> <laughs> you have a call from tens of thousands of... <laughs> you have a collect call from... Mom, I'm in jail. Come get me. <laughs> so let's get into this article. <laughs> it's like It's because they know that people just mainly scroll through the headlines, oh, yeah. so they want the headline to say as much as they that, want to hear. That's an unfortunate side effect of that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so this starts out, it says, The largest port in the U.S. faces a near-record backlog of cargo ships, and there's no end in sight. Los Angeles and Long Beach ports had 62 cargo ships waiting to dock and unload on Friday, or as of Friday, which 62 ships seems not that much, but when it comes to cargo ships, yeah. I don't know how many of those freaking big metal containers, shipping yeah. containers, one cargo ship holds, uh, but would, it's thousands. I would say since, like, from 10 years ago, it's tripled what they normally carry. Oh, wow. Yeah. So even more. Yeah, yeah. And I, I heard China, they're sitting at 154 ships off their coast. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. So this isn't just us at all. Oh, no. So it says a stark contrast to an average of one to zero ships before the pandemic. So we're talking 62 ships. So right. we're talking... 62 times the amount of cargo being held off the ports. says, today, ships at the port can wait for as long as three weeks. 
That's you can crazy. just be docked there sitting at the port. I mean, people complain about the semi-truck lines where they yeah. have to wait all day sitting in line to yeah. like load grain or something on your semi. Yeah. Imagine sitting in that line for three fucking weeks. DoorDash would make a killing <laughs> if they had a ship. If they had a ship or a drone. Oh, yeah. Drone. There you go. There you go. Flying food. Why isn't someone doing that? <laughs> I don't know. We should we should corner that market. <laughs> Despite the historic back backup, the ports are only operating at sixty to seventy percent capacity. Oof, Ostergaard, president of the North American region for German ship operator, Happig Lloyd, told the Wall Street Journal. You don't like his name? Uh, no, I, I like Oof. Tell me, Oof. Oof, <laughs> oof Ostergaard? Yes. That's a huge operational disadvantage. I think that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit, oof. <laughs> he said, pointing to the fact that the two ports are closed for several hours most days, as well as Sundays, making it more difficult to keep pace with the ports in Asia and Europe that are sending the goods on a 24-7 schedule. Ports government-ran? The ports are union-ran. Union-ran. Yes. Okay. So they're not doing 24 hours. No, they they typically don't. They gotcha. do like a 9-to-5 yeah. job and, and or something And they get like their 15-minute break at 9-15. Sure. So, yeah. That's, wow. So that's one of the, the things that people are claiming. They're like, well, if they'd operate at 24-7, yeah. then we'd be able to alleviate right, some right. of this. But then you look back and see that they're operating at 60 to 70 percent capacity. They right. already have worker shortages. Yeah. You open that up to three times as many hours, then yeah. you have that many less workers, that much bigger of a worker mm-hmm. shortage. Much bigger. Much bigger. Much more bigly. Huge. Last week, the Port of Long Beach moved to increase their hours of operation to 24 hours on Monday through Thursday. The Port of Los Angeles, however, did not follow suit, choosing instead to maintain its existing hours. And a lot of this is pushed back from the unions. Of course. The traditional routine at the ports includes two shifts, I guess. So not just one. So two shifts, 8 to 4 and 6 to 3 a.m. So 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., 6 p.m. to 3 a.m. So you're operating two, two separate shifts. Right. But the rest of the world that's shipping their shit here is operating 24-7. So you can see how that would get backed up pretty easily. Right. If there's people standing outside your restaurant 24-7, you're only open 16 hours a day, Mm -hmm. um, you're going to get backed up. And people are still placing orders. They're still allowed to place orders during that time. The drive-up window is still taking orders. Yeah. But you're only making yeah. food for like, 16 hours. You can see how that gets backed yeah. up. Stop answering the phone. <laughs> the ports are closed on Sundays. Overnight shifts. That's bizarre to me that they're closed Sundays. Overnight <laughs> shifts and Saturdays are more expensively and rarely used. Yes, overnight shifts are naturally yeah. more expensive. The journal reported says longer hours may not be enough. Gene Soroka, executive director of the port Los Angeles, said longer hours due to little do little to address the backlog when truckers and warehouse operators have not similarly extended their hours. So if the truckers don't extend their hours or their amount of truckers that they're sending, because we know there's a shortage not only on the dock workers, there's also a shortage in truckers. Big shortage, actually. Major shortage in warehouse workers. So it doesn't matter how much gets through the ports if there's no truckers to take them somewhere, if there's no warehouse to put them in. Right. So... You can see how this gets really backed up really fast. Yeah. Says it's not optimal for truckers to pick up loads at night, especially when they'd have to find alternative places to store the goods when the warehouses are not open at night. Well, maybe 
So everybody's just pointing fingers because maybe yeah. the warehouses should open right. at night. I yeah. don't know too many warehouses that don't run twenty four seven. To yeah. be honest, I mean all our customers that are warehouses they run twenty four yeah. hour shifts. Every warehouse I've worked in, which mm-hmm. was one, ran twenty four <laughs> hours. Um, what's more, many warehouses near the coast don't have space for the goods. About ninety eight percent of warehouses in Southern California's logistics heavy inland empire region are fully occupied while the entire western US has a 3.6% vacancy rate. So hmm. on a normal day, they only have 3.6% of their space open That's to crazy. put new stuff. And we have this major backlog mm-hmm. of stuff. It's been nearly impossible to get everyone on the same page towards 24/7 operations. Shortages of workers and equipment at exasperate delays. Well, no shit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess they had to point that out. Right. A struggle to hire enough workers has had a tremendous impact on the transportation industry nationwide. Not just nationwide. We were reading how Great Britain has a right. major yeah. shortage. What it, it wasn't truckers, though. They called them, like, heavy— Oh, yeah, haulers. Heavy haulers or something yeah. like that. Heavy vehicle something. Yeah. I don't know. Causing headaches at ports, warehouses, railways, and trucking. Many companies have fewer workers than before the pandemic, but face significantly more work due to the boom in demand for goods since the pandemic. So, not going to read through all this because this goes on and on and on. We can kind of see what's going on here. You have a bottleneck is what's forming because you have all this shit that's coming in from China mostly, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. All this shit that's coming from all these other countries that's just sitting waiting Mm -hmm. to be moved, yeah, and we don't have the resources to move it. Or to store it. Or to store it, or to unload it, yeah, and we're getting way freaking behind. And all the while that shit sits there, inflation is going up and up and up because Mm -hmm. there's a supply shortage. Well, yeah. Technically, there's not a supply shortage. It's just all over there. Well, and plus, if you got to provide a crew... And provide for that crew for three weeks while sitting offshore. That's right. going to be expensive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are they getting paid while they sit there? I, yeah, I would imagine they would yeah. have to. And one of the things I read is that uh, these um, the people on the ship, the ship crew, um, because of COVID regulations, a lot of them are not allowed off the boat when they get to different I've countries. I read that some people haven't been off the boat in a year yeah. and a half, and like eighteen yeah. months. Right. They have not been off. And the because ship. of that, a lot of them have quit. Well, because yeah. it's hard to it's hard to maintain. Yeah, so it's that like would be a rough life unless yeah. you're like a young single guy that just yeah wants to explore the world. But if you're on a ship with a, a bunch of other dudes, yeah. you know it's not going to work. <laughs> unless you're the Navy, <laughs> we won't go there. Um, so this last part I forgot to mention was it says the supply chain snarls are expected to create major issues for holiday shoppers. Ooh. Executives have warned that the shipping crisis will continue into 2023. I saw that. That's Two crazy. Two fucking years yeah. that this is going to be backed up. Yeah. So this is not getting better anytime soon. No, it's going to get worse, actually. And my favorite part is the fact that they make sure to point out that this is going to affect holiday shoppers. Right. Yeah, I know. Because that's that's what everybody's worried about. <laughs> well, it tech, when, when you think about it, Americans, I know, I know. The, the The economy lives and dies by the Christmas season. Yeah, I mean, they start. I think I've already seen Christmas commercials. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you see people on Black Friday when. Oh yeah. There's like man-made shortages, like yeah. really manufactured right. shortages. Yeah. When you know they have a warehouse full of that yeah. shit, but they oh, just drop like one cabbage patch kid. Sorry, that's people, an eighties reference. <laughs> people will like 
pull out oh, yeah. hair. They yeah. will freaking take off their shoes and yeah. earrings to throw down. Man, mm-hmm. people will just go nuts yeah. over this shit. Yeah. Over Christmas stuff. It's just funny to me that you have to include, to get people to listen, you can't say, guys, I we're going to run out of food and shit. Yeah. No, but you get them to listen by saying, guys, this is going to impact Christmas. And everybody's like, oh, my God. I'm not going to be able to buy my shit. (laughs) It's just funny to me because that last paragraph should point out the fact that this could potentially cause an economic crash. I know. But instead it says this could potentially cause major issues for holidays. I know. They'll worry about the economic crash after Christmas. They don't want people to panic. Does that not make you sad? Well, yeah, that, it does. That, that's what our the world, the country that's we live in. everyone's worried about. Talk about first world problems. I know, right? We won't yeah. get to, it's going to f- affect Christmas shopping? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And all the dads are sitting by like, yes. I know. Oh, I'm not putting Thank that. God. I'm not putting that base together this year. <laughs> so start buying your Christmas stuff now is what they're saying. Isn't yeah. that just like pushing people to panic buy, though? Well, you Isn't know. Isn't just Bumping. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had people already be like, "Hey, um, we need Christmas list. We're gonna we're gonna start a shopping because there could be some issues down the road." Isn't Black Friday just panic buying? It is. Like, yeah, it is. Mark, well, like, it, commercial. It's yeah. commercial panic buying. Yeah, and it's like, panic buying. Hey, look, there. This TV's down to two hundred bucks, but there's only twenty of them. Oh no, there's only twenty TVs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two years ago, crap that you can't even get like yeah. firmware updates on it anymore. Yeah. So, the part that really strikes me is is the unions part. Yeah. Because they are setting the hours there. Right. They could temporarily bump those. I, I, I get that there's a worker shortage. Yeah. But I also know from every fucking movie I've ever watched that the dock unions are the most corrupt oh, of yeah. all the unions. Yeah. The dock the dock workers were ran the docks were ran by the mafia. I don't yes. know, they might still be ran they, by they the mafia. Very well could be, yes. But every movie mobster movie you ever watched, they ran oh, yeah. the docks. Yeah. And so if you don't think that the unions could potentially be manipulating this for their own benefit yeah. or their own right. political or financial gain, you're, but, you're naive and you uh, don't watch uh, movies. How often do you see the unions, though, I mean, push back when there's some big thing? Remember what was the big uh, the big hurricane up in New Jersey? And all these people from all over the country tried to go up there to help clean up and build. And the unions were like, nope, 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 nope. This is a union thing. We'll take care of this. You guys need to go back to your own state. Well, not to bash completely on union workers, but I we I've dealt with that on our job. You'll go to like oh, a place that too. has union yeah. workers here. We'll go to the Rockwell building here yeah. and run wires and shit. And you'll drop little pieces on the floor and you'll go to sweep it up. And they're like, whoa, whoa, that's 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 his job. Yeah, his right. job is you don't take his job. His, yeah. If if you sweep up your shit, then he's out of a job. Yeah, is he though? Look at this. Right. Look yeah. at the size of this place. Yeah, I mean that's just how it is. No, and but, I've I've been in places where I mean I've actually had owners come and be like, look, I, I need to ask you to leave because if you don't leave, my union workers are going to leave. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it gets. Being a non-union worker, mm. we've experienced the tension between yeah. the unions oh, and the non-unions. Yeah, very much. But, but I, I know a lot of union workers that I've worked great with. Too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of me union. Too. I mean, it was union workers when we talked about OSHA. It was the union workers that were like, "Guys, OSHA's coming in. You guys should just get the fuck out of here." Yeah. I mean, just save yourself yeah. a bit and just just leave. Yeah. And just go hide out. And yeah. so I've worked with some great union workers, but I've never worked with a dock union. No. No. And again, my limited knowledge through 
all the movies I've watched <laughs> says the docks are ran by the mob. Ran by the mob. So <laughs> there's got to be a lot of corruption that's going into play here. Right. I'm and, sure. Um, and the fact is, so much it's it's not just the docks that that brought this to what it is. It's yeah. not just hey, uh, we have a dock worker shortage. No, all the shit, like. It's been a brewing perfect storm mm. since we started the show, pretty much. Yeah. From day one, it's been brewing. And we've been looking at everything. We're like, oh, shit, there's a, they're, they're shutting down. That's going to eventually come back around when we yeah. open things back up. Yeah. We, we said, when you open things back up, it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Right, yeah. And we didn't even take supply chain into uh, right, right. We were talking mostly like overhead cost of starting back up right. and hire, rehiring yeah. people. Yeah, was, we weren't considering worker shortages. Yeah. It I was mean, just the cost to hire yeah. people and turn your lights back on. COVID was, protocols. Yeah. yeah. And then once it did pick up back up, there was the major supply shortages. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, this is going to really cause some problems if there's not supply when yeah. everybody now is demanding. This is going to cause a problem. Well, now we throw into the mix, we can't get the shit. We yeah. have the supply, but we can't even get it to us now. Yeah. So. Did, did, I, I'm what? sorry, go ahead. I was just going to – one thing I wanted to to mention, it wasn't in this article. I can't remember where I saw it. But the, those two California ports mm-hmm. handle half of U.S. imports. Yeah. Half of all the U.S.'s yeah. imports. So the fact that those are backed up, just those two. And it's every port in the United States is backed up. Right. But those two alone handle 50%, yeah. and they are the most backed up. That's and they're like crazy. the worst ran from oh, what I read yeah. too. Well, and, and isn't that the way though? It's like they yeah. they know that they are getting their fifty percent, so they can do it whatever the what they want. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you don't like what we're doing? Yeah. Well, just turn down this this yeah. supply. Yeah. What would happen if I turned the knob on the supply a little bit? Then, <laughs> yeah. then do, did you like do you like it now? Yeah. Do you like oh oh you don't like it now? Did you like it back where it was? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, or you can imagine them. You know, they got sixty two ships. It's like, oh, I got sixty two ships. Um. What's it worth to let your ship in first? <laughs> right. You know there's that oh, kind yeah. of they're making dealings on the side. Oh, yeah. All all that stuff. But let's let's take a look. Let's let's rewind back in time. Back to twenty twenty. Far okay. it seems so far away. It does. It does. It seems a lifetime away. It does. So early twenty twenty. Okay. Like January, February. The economy was booming. Like we were at an economic high. And as as far as we know that what Donald Trump was bragging like the economy was at the highest uh, the unemployment was like literally basically zero like yeah. dead zero everything was moving the markets were moving as normal as this said the ships were flowing in as usual there were like zero to one ships like docked at a time so things were just moving then March or April they shut everything down how long did it take because I know there's probably still it it took a while for that to pick up. Right. So all the supply that was coming into the country didn't just immediately stop. There right. were still ships heading this way, and we shut everything completely mm-hmm. down. Well, then we have this excess supply now that had to probably overload the warehouses, which yeah. is probably the reason why the warehouses are overloaded. It's still probably overflow from when they shut down the economy that they right. haven't been able to get the fuck out of there since then. Yeah. So normal moving. We shut the outtake off, but the intake still brings in a little bit and backs up. And then all of a sudden that normalizes and things kind of adjust to the shutdown economy and things and the shipment stop coming in. 
workers get laid off, the truckers get laid off, there's less things moving because the economy shut down. What, right. what are you going to move? Besides, obviously, Amazon packages <laughs> and Walmart. <laughs> right. Walmart and Amazon and Costco. Yeah, right. That, that's, Those are that's the biggies. So then things are piling up, are already piled up, but then, like I said, think people stop driving, people stop buying things, mm-hmm. then workers are laid off, then all of a sudden, they flip the switch and turn the economy back on. Yeah. Now, the intake is is shorted out. Well, but but then the other th- part you have to consider is even when everybody was laid up, mm-hmm. they were still ordering Amazon. Yeah. That's, that's where those surplus checks are going to. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so people weren't buying locally, but they were ordering. They still were ordering a lot of oh, shit yeah. from like China. Yeah. And that's where a lot of that surplus, that online shit comes from is overseas. Right. Yeah. So there's still quite a bit of stuff coming in, but a lot of truckers weren't driving yeah. because of COVID standards or because of layoffs yeah. and stuff. A lot of warehouses, I'm sure, shut down. Mm-hmm. So you really fucked everything up, and then you decide to just psh, turn it back on. Yeah. Let's see what happens when we turn this back on. Don't know what's going to happen, which we all predicted it's going to be bad. Right. And here we are. Yeah. The workforce... The routes, the supply lines are still down. Yeah. They're still not back up to capacity because right. you can't just flip a switch and bring everything back online at once. Yeah. And, and that's on our side of the pond. Uh, yeah. Over in China, even they've been producing so much more because of all the Amazon orders and everything. Well, one of the things I, I heard and read, I don't know if you saw this, it was in one of the things I sent you, um, is that because it's a communist country, they ration electricity. So at the beginning of the year, they have to budget basically the electricity a factory gets to use. Mm-hmm. Well, because of this boom, it's been way above what they expected. So they have to shut down power throughout the day because they didn't budget for the because they didn't budget for the logistics of it. That's um, nationalized uh, companies yeah. at best. That's yeah. communist government-ran companies at best. Yeah. When you Put the government in charge of the supply and demand, and in charge of the resources. Yeah, they don't do it as efficiently as right. the natural free markets do. Yeah, and they don't give a shit. And people can say all that, like people scream about this all the time. It's like, well, let's just regulate it. Let's just do this. Like, I mean, look over there. Yeah, and tell me that we can efficiently make things work. I mean, we right. we're not even making it work here, but yeah. that's because the government. Had their fingers in right. it. Well, and I guess next year they kick in their environmental protocols, which is going to kill power even more over there. Really? Yeah. That should be great. Yeah. So we can look at more supply issues yeah. that aren't shipping related. Yeah. That isn't due to this bottleneck. Well, so when you get all your shit from China, it's like... <laughs> yeah. It's like why, why, why are we so dependent on China to do it? I mean, why would we go to a communist country because to? It's cheap, and they have child oh, labor. I, I know that because but... we can't make the things as cheap here. Yeah, we can't but have little kids. Does doesn't matter when you're playing triple the cost because of shipping and supply line issues? Well, I think we uh, shot ourselves in the foot with it because now that China is becoming a bigger economic power, they they hold all the power. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're seeing with the chip, sh- the yeah. computer chip shortage is. Like Intel gets all their chips now from their Chinese, like mm-hmm. not not even counterpart. Their um, 
They're competition. Yeah. They're competitors. Right. They import their own chips, Intel mm. chips from a Chinese company. They don't even know how to make their own chips anymore. Yeah. So that's why there's a chip shortage because yeah. it's not coming from China because of what you said, the power shortages, the supply shortages and everything. And we don't know how to do it anymore because yeah. we're so dependent on China. Yeah, that's that's sad. Because the children had the small enough fingers to like make the chips. <laughs> and we're not allowed to have little tiny children fingers right, making the chips. Yeah. So I mean, that's too bad. That's the one downfall of America, I guess. Can we genetically engineer old people with small fingers? <laughs> <laughs> so this one, this next article says shipping and inventory crisis in the U.S. and U.K. are last reminders, or latest reminders, of supply chain challenges. The only part I wanted to mention of this is their short-term solution in Britain. <laughs> and this is scary as fuck. So Michael Key... This is from Forbes. It says, Michael Key, a senior supply consultant at Turner and Townsend and former British Army logistic officer, says the short-term solution is that the British Army, which has undoubtedly been called on to assist in the same way it did during the 2012 tanker strike. So they want to call in the Army to drive their trucks. No, that's scary. That's scary considering... What are we doing to supplement the loss of hospital workers right, right now? Yeah. The National Guard is going right. in. So if we have take— Have you ever worked with—I know you have, but a military doctor? <laughs> That's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why I don't go to dentists anymore. <laughs> it says, however, it's not just a fuel shortage that are in short supply. It's a global supply chain issue. With Christmas just around the corner, relying on the U.K. military to ease supply chain disruption seems to be the only resort— and it's not sustainable indefinitely. So if hmm. America looks over there and they're like, hey, that's working. You know I they mean, will. We're already doing it yes. for hospitals. Obviously, oh, yeah. we got this uh, a fuck ton of military personnel yeah. that know how to drive Humvees yeah. and stuff. They'll have the reserves driving trucks. Yeah, so let's just get the military in more private businesses. Yeah. And then when the warehouse is shut down, let's... Yeah. Let's put some National Guard troops in the warehouses working yeah. the warehouses. Let's why I mean, hell, why don't Let's we put some navy personnel on the docks? Well, the the union would not allow that. <laughs> Probably not. The, the union would scare the hell out of them. And they would be like, "Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, we're not going to mess with um, Jimmy Hoffa over yeah, there." Exactly. So, so, not the docks, but the warehouses, the trucks, <laughs> yeah, and, and everything in between. <laughs> That's the only part I wanted to mention about this. Because that's so scary to me. Yeah, and like you said, you know that Biden's going to look over there and be like, wow, what a great ah, idea. Yeah. Uh, why didn't I think to yeah. have the military just do it? I mean, we're paying them anyway. Right, might as well have them do something. I mean, they're all just sitting around scratching their asses anyway because right? I pulled them out of Afghanistan. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean, we might as well put them there because that makes the most sense. Scary, though. Yeah. Why is it scary? Because we don't want... The freaking military no. doing, like, occupying. Yeah. That's what it will turn into. It'll turn into occupying. Yeah. Maybe they'll have to, uh, you know, the, the shelves are empty and they have to ration, uh, you know, supplies. And so you have to go to the reservist center to get your, your food and groceries for the week. Oh, gosh. That's not a good thing. <laughs> no, that'd be horrible. The supply chain crisis is rattling Americans as shipping delays hit historic heights. And I think they're downplaying this really a lot. I think so, lot. too. Yeah. I really think even a lot of these articles are just 
like making this out to be like, oh, this is gonna be inconvenient for Christmas. This is gonna be inconvenient for, oh, you yeah. remember the toilet paper shortage that was so inconvenient. Right. They're downplaying how serious this this shit is. Yeah. By just saying, oh, it's, it's rattling Americans. It almost seems like, oh, people are just freaking out again. Like people are yeah. just going nuts right. again, like last time. This is from the insider once again. It says the majority of Americans worry that the ongoing supply chain crisis will upset their life plans. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. I'm not concerned that it's going to yeah, upset my life plans. I'm ups- worried that it's going to upset my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid my family won't be able to eat. <laughs> yes. When I'm having to decide whether I I feed the dog or eat the dog. Yeah. That's right. that's exactly. upsetting to yeah, me. Right. That's concerning. Did you see that meme I posted? The dog on democracy shows the dog <laughs> yes. sitting around the dinner table and then dog but, on socialism. Well, it's like <laughs> dog when he's eating is a li- libertarian. Don't tread on me. Dog when you're eating is a, is a communist, like begging for your food, <laughs> like wanting your food. Uh, it says the survey over 1,000 U.S. consumers found that 82% of Americans are concerned about how the disruptions in global supply will impact their life plans, including birthdays and Aww. holidays Aww. and the ability to purchase necessary supplies. I like how they put birthdays and holidays. I know, first. Before the ability <laughs> to purchase necessary, yeah. like survival right, supplies. Yeah. You need food. You need food. You need water. Those are the things, not... Yeah. The birthdays and the holidays. Yeah. So again, it's just the media like downplaying what this really is. Yeah, and it could be like I said, intentional to keep people yeah. from like uh, right losing their damn minds. Right. But still, the study results were published on Wednesday, and the respondents were surveyed from September 9th through the tenth. So this is a good month ago almost that this this has been going on for a while. Like I said, um, the supply chain is poised to have a major impact on holiday plans this year. They keep coming back to that. I know. Executives have warned to start buying holiday gifts as soon as possible. Sounds like they're just like, dude, we we want a pay bump. Start buying shit now. Yeah, right. Screw Black Friday. Just give us some pay now. Says the majority of respondents are also concerned the issue would impact their ability to buy what they need as well as celebrate the holiday season. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, this is great. I don't get why they put that together. But then there's this sentence. After all that holiday fears, earlier this week, the executive director of the Port of Long Beach, which is one of the biggest, mm-hmm. it's one of the two that takes in 50% of the right. imports. The executive director of there said the industry is in crisis mode. On Wednesday, workers warned world leaders of an impending system collapse if the issues in the industry are not addressed. Sounds pretty damn serious. The port leaders are saying, hey, we're worried about a collapse, a complete collapse here. And this article is so focused on, oh, this could affect Christmas. I I heard that they actually went in front of the UN and said, look, if we don't do something soon, you're looking at a total collapse. Yeah. well, they that's did, the UN. That's not President of the United States. Well, they just come in and, and blow that off as they warned world leaders. It doesn't right. say they went to, you yeah. know, the UN, like yeah, the the global powers. Study also found that over half Americans fear the supply chain will never end. The supply chain snags that have threatened the economy since the pandemic started have also changed consumers' buying habits. Oracle's survey found that 91% of respondents consider the supply chain when they make purchases, a large increase from 45% before 2020. The only thing people are concerned about about supply chain when it comes to their purchases is, 
when will I get my shit? Right. Yeah. Do I get that? Is it three days? Because I paid for three day shipping and it came in four. Yeah. When so, are my holiday candles coming in? Do I get like a discount since it yeah. wasn't here in three and it was here in four? Right. Do, are you going to pay back that extra that I paid for that extra 12 hours yeah. that I had to? That's the only supply chain yeah. problems that they're worried about. But <clears throat> the one part I wanted to talk about is how since the pandemic started, it says consumers have changed buying habits. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of forced to do that. Yeah. yeah. I have an article here. That blames consumers for their shipping and economic problems. That they buy too much? <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> this article, which isn't going to let me read that, it says, are we the consumers aiding the shipping crisis? Who, who wrote this? This is Hillebrand. I don't know Hillebrand. I don't know Hillebrand either, but it's Hillebrand. But it, it sounds like somebody who's very big against uh, capitalism and consumerism. Forwarding passion, it says. Two things we can all agree on that have changed since COVID-19 first appeared is buying and selling habits have changed. For a time, it all came to a rapid halt. Then consumers turned to online purchasing for pretty much everything, forcing producers to set themselves up to such purchases. Okay. We didn't choose for the economy to shut right. down. Yeah. It came to a halt because y'all decided... We need to shut this shit down instead of keeping things yeah. kind of flowing. Maybe put some protections in place. I mean, shit, the Delta variant is supposed to be as fucking bad or worse than last year's yeah. variant. They didn't shut the entire economy down. Like, yeah. you got pockets in California or, or what have you that shut down for a yeah. while. But it was all specifically for a political thing to make Donald Trump look bad, make his... Yeah. Raging economy go through the floor. Yep. We said it back then. This is just to to make the oh, economy yeah. look bad. So then Biden will come in and be like, "Hey, look, I brought <sighs> us back from the greatest recession." Yeah. Oh, you mean that that manufactured recession when you went and shut things down for no fucking reason? Yeah. And the reason why I can say it's for no reason is because we haven't shut it down this yeah. year. And like you said, it's supposed to be worse. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. so much faster, so much deadlier, so much more transmissible, transmissible. Mm -hmm. But we haven't shut it down this year, so why the fuck did we shut it down last year? Right, right, yeah. You're, but yeah. then it's our fault because consumers turned to online purchasing, making every forcing producers to set themselves up because we had nowhere to fucking go. Yeah, we right. wanted, we still wanted shit, and now we can't do anything. Right. So that just makes us want more shit. Yeah. Because we can't go out and go on vacation. Right. We can't go to parties. We can't go to concerts. Yeah. Nothing like that. So, so I'm gonna shop. Yeah, gonna. <laughs> Indulge yourself in yeah, some shopping. Government just gave me twelve hundred bucks. Let's see what Amazon's got. Goes on to say, what we see now is continued growth in purchase of goods, especially those that need international shipment. Another thing you had brought it up before. Another reason our spending habits change. You keep pumping money into people. Yeah. You keep throwing money at people with stimulus checks, mm -hmm. with a five hundred dollar tax breaks, five to six hundred dollar tax breaks. Um, you got unemployment, yeah. like insane unemployment. Yeah. Back. Yeah. In the in two thousand or twenty twenty. Yeah, I and mean, people were making more money unemployed than they were working. Right. They didn't have to pay rent. They didn't have to pay their student loans. Well, yeah, it, you got people spending things, but not like usually how it goes is you have the workers. It, it's a cycle. Yeah. The workers work and make the products, and then they make the money from the products to yeah. go out and buy the products. Yeah. So it just keeps flowing. But when you have everybody on unemployment. You have the people sitting there not making the product, but 
making the money and buying the product, yeah. it throws off that economic cycle. Yeah. It just completely derails it. So again, I wouldn't call that a consumer problem. No. It was they put their hands in shit yeah. and screwed it up. You, you, you took a consumer economy and you get, put it on steroids. Yeah. Is what you, you did. You gave them a bunch of money. And you said, don't do anything but shop. <laughs> yeah, literally. All, and they told us to shop. Yeah, yeah. They said, here's stimulus money. That's what stimulus money is. Yeah. It's not to pay your bills. Right. Well, they came out and they're like, oh, people need to pay the rent. But that's Technically, that doesn't stimulate the right. economy. No. That stimulus money is for extra spending. Yeah. To bump the economy, yeah, like, bump the sales. Hey, help the little guy pump money back into the econ- into the yeah. local economy. Except the local economy was, I was shut say, down. Except for people were like, um, "Okay, where's Amazon?" Yeah, it says, um, it says take the U.S. for example. They recorded over twenty percent growth in April versus April of twenty twenty. In consumer spending, that's a huge upturn in sale. Great for clawing back a much depreciated cash pot thanks to the pandemic. But it has also meant uh, record low inventory and pressure on an already strained ocean container market. So, again, it's our fault because we spent too much yeah. money. The money that they gave us and told us to spend, we spent it. Fucking Americans. And it's putting all this pressure on the supply lines. Yeah. Which wouldn't have pressure on it if they hadn't shut it down in the first place right. because it would have just been flowing through. Yes, it, it's a vicious cycle. You wouldn't have been that kink in the hose that backed everything up. Yeah. So then you know what happens when you unkink that hose. It oh, just yeah. like comes bursting out and yeah. sprays you, usually sprays you in the face. So so whilst the ability to ship, I like I like the word uh, whilst. Uh, whilst. You don't hear that anymore. No. With uh, confidence remains unprecedentedly low. Uh, the demand for shipping containers to pack and ready cargo for whatever voyage you can get reaches an all-time high. So, yeah, when you have more things shipping, you need more shipping containers, is what yeah. that says. And I heard the, the price of shipping containers is, like, tripled in the last year. Oh, uh, yeah. It went, like, on average, it was, like, 1500 to $2,500 to ship a container full of shit mm-hmm. across the ocean. Now you're looking at ten to fifteen thousand yeah, dollars. That's crazy. So more than triple. Yeah, more than triple. That's it's like ten times. Quadruple, ten times, up to ten times more. Yeah. So you're looking at a major cost increase. You know that temporary inflation that they were talking yeah, about. Right, right. Don't don't take into account that the shipping is going to be like ten times more. Yeah. Don't take into account that, and that's just the shipping containers. Mm-hmm. That's not trucking right, costs, right. shipping costs, labor. That's not um, storage costs at the overcrowded yeah. warehouses where there's three percent vacancy. Yeah, and the the shipping yards only have sixty to seventy percent capacity or yeah. like worker capacity. So, you take that ten, like five to ten times more, and then it turns to like twenty times yeah. more through one. You get all the way down the supply line, all yeah. the additional costs that go into it. I mean, it's just insane. Well, uh, and when you look at that, right, and then you also consider that, um, so Joe Biden cut down the uh, the domestic um, oil drilling, mm-hmm. exploratation, uh, exploration, uh, right. the different pipelines. Yeah. Gas prices are already going up, right, yeah. which is going to increase shipping cost. Yeah. Then, then, well, and this hasn't hit yet, but this is going to be great for the supply lines is the mileage tax he's talking about. Could you yeah. imagine being a trucker hauling that mm. shit and then you got to pay or your company's got to pay per mile? Well, then what about um laying off all the unvaccinated employees? Right? I yeah. mean, then you have a bigger 
worker shortage, yeah. which makes prices go even higher. So it's like, who the fuck is running the country? <laughs> and what 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 playbook are they playing by? Because everything they're doing seems like they're trying to put a fucking shotgun hole through the economy. Yeah. And no. it's like, this will work good, guys. Let's try this. In the meantime... All of us people, maybe we're just stupid or inbred or I whatever guess. they call us these days, yeah. or uneducated fucks or whatever. Yeah. Maybe we're just too stupid to understand. But we're all sitting back here, like every single one of those moves. It's like, really, yeah, really. Do you not? Do you not? Yeah. Think about what that would do to the uh, economy yeah, and how it builds on itself. We're really? Oh, we're gonna throw that on top of it? Yeah. Really? Right. You're, oh, you're gonna. Have them lay off like thirty percent of their employees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh oh. You're gonna increase gas price. Oh, that's gonna be great for this yeah. whole, like spiraling freaking. Yeah. Snowball. Yeah. I I feel like he went in and he's like, <laughs> it's almost like they put Joe in there and like Joe, you fuck up whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they put him in there. Yeah. Is to fuck everything up. So you don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna flip this thing around and we're gonna build back better. But we need you to tear it down. Yep. So it goes on to say, for carriers, it's all a big global balancing act. Strong demand in one place requires an injection of capacity and supply, but this comes at the cost of taking it from another place. Yeah, you can't just create things and yeah. suffer money from the feds, apparently, right. which we all know that goes great. Um, it says at the the moment demand is growing everywhere, and due to container imbalances, it's not just container imbalances. No, uh, mainly between the troublesome two and container production playing catch up, we've all become well versed in the consequences. So, it it goes into some sailor talk and stuff, like some more in depth stuff that I'm not going to get into, but. It's basically saying this is all because um, people are eating too much shit and we don't have enough shipping containers. Right. That It's not that simple. Yeah. Because it's not like the containers aren't there because the workers aren't there to build them. Yeah. Or uh, the trucks aren't there because the drivers aren't there. Uh, yeah. It's so much more complicated. They're like way oversimplifying this. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. I need to find my next who, article. Who, um, so the union runs the port, right? Yes. Who funds the port? Like, who? who, is it government? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's ran by so the kids. So wh- why, why aren't they giving off, getting off their asses and, and building a couple more ports to take the pressure off? I mean, I guess there's a worker shortage, so it wouldn't matter. They wouldn't have anybody to work in anyways. Yeah. Um, let me get into this article here. We're, we're about due for a break, but I want to get into um, this article that talks about, because I said it, it could last up to 2023. Yeah. And I, there was just a couple of things I wanted to point out in this article before we get into the break, because this is going to kind of tie us into what I want to talk about in the second half. Okay. So this one says, global supply chain crisis to last until 2023, says Middle East's largest port, open, port operator. You sent me this one yeah. tonight. Uh, let me pull this one up. It's from Zero Hedge. It says, global central bankers have been out and about continuing to promote a narrative that inflation is transitory. Right. We hear that. We still hear it. Oh, this is temporary. Yeah. This t- oh, it's just playing catch up. It, right. It'll go away. Yeah. It says, we've seen from the likes of Powell, Lagarde, Bailey, and Kuroda, logically the money or monetary wonks are right. Inflation caused by supply chain bottlenecks will resolve itself, but these officials have yet to provide a timeline because they don't know. <laughs> yes, they will revo- resolve themselves, 
but you might just have to let it completely crash into the ground and right. build it back up. Right. But it will resolve itself eventually. Yeah. How ugly, how long will it take and how ugly will say, it be? How many, how many lives lost? Right. It says, for more insight on when global supply chain bottlenecks will subside, Dubai's DP World, one of the biggest international port operators, Chairman and CEO Sultan Ahmad bin Salim spoke with Bloomberg TV at the Dubai Expo 2020 on Friday and said disruptions could last another two years. Says the global, he says this CEO of this, the world's, one of the world's largest ports in Dubai, says the global supply chain was in crisis at the beginning of the pandemic. Maybe in 2023 we'll see an easing. So maybe, 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 maybe we'll see it coming back in two years from yeah. now. He pointed to skyrocket container rates that we talked about, the mm -hmm. $15,000 containers when they typically cost about $2,500, and said price increases are due to shortages and accumulated delays. Freight rates will continue to increase, and the shipping lines are having an amazing time. <laughs> I don't think they would consider it amazing. I was say, that, that's an optimistic way to look at it. Says the world's largest shipping line, AP Muller Marsk, recently warned bottlenecks might last longer than expected, and some shippers have pledged to cap spot rates. So hmm. some shippers are saying, hey, it doesn't matter where this goes, we're going to put a cap on this so it yeah. doesn't get out of hand, which that could in turn like shut down the shipping companies, yeah, though, if right. they can't afford the fuel that's getting them back and forth or mm -hmm. they can't afford the ships or whatever. Yeah. You put caps on, that's kind of artificially yeah. playing with the numbers, too. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine haul making a haul and you get there and they're like, oh, sorry, port's closed. We hit our limit. And Better you guys go back. cap. <laughs> DHL and UPS have also warned supply chain disorder will not only persist into next year but could leave a permanent scar. So we're not talking just a few years. Right. We're saying this could impact us permanently. Forever. Like, how? Like, yeah, right. That, to me, sounds like it could potentially crash the whole shit, yeah. <laughs> like we've been saying. Right. Um, on down it says, El Arian, I don't know who that is, warned supply-side troubles could last for one to two years, if not more, which translates into stagflationary winds for the global economy, unfamiliar to those who did not live through the 70s. And that's what I want to talk about mm -hmm. in the second half, is this concept of stagflation. It yeah. sounds like a made-up word. It probably was. Somebody <laughs> at one point is like, you know, it's inflating, but it's really stagnant, so we should call it... <laughs> stagflation. Ignation. And then somebody else is like, no, what about stagflation? Uh, that's what I said. I'm using that. <laughs> <laughs> well... While industry leaders continue to warn about continued supply chain woes, central bankers living in an alternative world of denial that will ultimately crush any credibility they have left. So while all these shippers or shipping CEOs, all the, the dock runners and stuff are saying, this is bad, we got to do something about this, the feds are still up there saying, no, this is temporary. Yeah. Guys, this, guys. This is fine. We this got is this. Fine. Yep, got their coffee cup up <laughs> yeah. there, like watching it burn. Yeah. Saying, oh, this is fine. I mean, it it talks about crushing any credibility. They why do we still have but, any? Why do they have any credibility? They, they don't with me. They don't with me either. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't. Like just watching them sit up there and say, "Hey, we're just gonna we're gonna hold, mm -hmm. we're gonna hold," and I get that whatever decision they make could ultimately impact everything. It could. They don't want to be the guy that causes the next right. crash. I get right. that. But 
Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I maybe I just don't know economics enough to understand what they're doing. But again, it comes back to them getting their fingers in it well, and, that's and it. manipulating and it. And that's why they're like, it's fine, because they're like, in the back, they're like, okay, so let's see, if we cut interest rates here and we pump this amount of money here, you know, and they're, again, they're, they're making a Frankenstein monster out right. of the economy. Right. And that never goes well. No. <laughs> no. But... Yeah, it's it's like they gotta shift some stuff money over from here and print mm-hmm. some money and put yeah. it in here. But then they gotta pull some money from here to make up yeah. from that there. And mm-hmm. then they gotta to turn this down over here. And it, it's yeah. just like, yeah, really, are you doing anything? Yeah, are you are you doing anything to make it better? I mean, yeah, you might be. Maybe you're prolonging the inevitable. Right. Yeah, Bare- but usually barely. when you prolong the inevitable, it like spikes mm-hmm. more drastically into the ground right. instead yeah. of like. <laughs> Easing its way down. Yeah, went. I I, I really want to see their paperwork and, and just be like, how they think this shit that they're doing is going to make anything better. It's all crayons. Yeah, it's just crayons. Like, <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, that's a pretty chart. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> guys, over three weeks deliberating this, I've come up with this chart, and it's just a <laughs> yeah. bunch of scribbles, and they're like, oh, yeah, economy chart. The is blue, you know, and it's like the economy crash here, and then it's like an orange here. It's like still crashing, but an orange. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it talks about this stagflation, and it's it, which is something that was coined in the seventies. Yeah, and it was an event that took place, and now a lot of people. Economists are warning that we're heading towards this stagflation. Yeah. And I'm going to get into the second half, what that is, and how how this is what we should be worried One of the things, I guess, we should be worried about, because stagflation is basically the markets are fucked up. Because, and that I mean, that's as simple as it gets. Okay. <laughs> well, it's because usually costs go up as, like, sales go up. But right. what stagflation is, is costs are going up, but... The sales or production is yeah. stagnant. That's where it comes from. Like the inflation is going up, the costs are going up, but there's no real output here. There's right. no um, like, there's no increase in in the inflow, but there's yeah. increase of the cost. So we can see where that could potentially be an issue. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be an economist to see how yeah costs going up, but product go- not going up right. could be a problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, got a whole section on that when we come up, and then we're going to get into, obviously, some of the more conspiracy-sided stuff and and talk about if we think this was an intentional thing to wreck the economy or if this is just a natural thing that happened because of the pandemic, which, to me, wasn't natural. It wasn't natural at all. So, it can't be a natural thing if it wasn't started by natural things. But I'll talk about that more in the second half. Stay tuned. We're going to get into a break. We'll be back in about five minutes. We're going to refresh our drinks. You should do the same as well because, I mean, you got to drink to this shit. You do. If, you do. If you're not a drinker, this should make you a drinker. <laughs> not that I'm endorsing alcoholism, <laughs> yes. but, man, it's hard to not drink when you're talking about right. stuff like this. <laughs> talking about the demise of our economy as right. we know it. Yeah. Capitalism as we know it. Yeah. We'll be back. Take time to share this. Take time to like and subscribe. All that fun, happy shit that we talk about every week. Check out our sponsors, everything. I'm going to play a little ad for some of our sponsors here that you'll get to hear. So make sure you check them out. Give them some love because they support us. You should support them as you support us. 
We'll be right back, like I said, in about five minutes. So hang on tight. Don't leave us. Goodbye. Bye. Ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, everybody, we are back. We got a couple comments. My uh, comment section over here needed refreshed. It needed the great reset because it wasn't popping up comments. So I've got Pierce says 2025 is when the great reset happens. They will collapse the economy and build back better. I didn't know the 2025 uh, deadline for that. Neither. I was thinking 2030. Yeah. That's like the agenda 2030 stuff. So yeah. uh, that's what I always assume. Yeah. Um, you got any resources for that, Pierce? Um, send them our way because we, we like a good read. We like to Definitely. dig. As you can tell, we like to dig. We dig for our show constantly. So um, if you got any resources about this 2025 shit, make sure to send it to us um, through social media, through the comments here, any anywhere you can, anywhere where you're connected with us. Just Just get it to us so we can read it. Gonna get back into this. Yeah, let's. We got a lot to do still. What do you What do you think so far? It all seems a little shady to me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. You know, it's like it seemed like the logistics of of the shipping lines have been teetering. You know, there were weak spots people knew about. It just seems a little. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I I agree. And especially never let a good crisis that you created go to waste. Exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, why would you, why would you not want to capitalize on something right. that you worked so hard yeah. to create? I, and to be honest, you know, I have a sick mind. Um, no, you, <laughs> no. And um, and I, I I like to to brainstorm sometimes. Not really game plan, brainstorm things like okay. Um, you know, if I were to rob a bank or if I were to, um, you're getting on so many lists for this. <laughs> if I were to want to, um, cripple a country, um, it's the supply 
lines. I mean, originally I would I would target the farmers, but the supply lines would be the other way to go because yeah. you're you're just um I mean you're you're crippling them. I mean in a way that they wouldn't expect. I mean truckers shipping. I mean that, that's a very vulnerable spot that right. most people don't even think about. Or or the docks. People don't right. think about. I mean you blow up the docks and I right. Mean, you got nothing coming right. in. Exactly. And uh, the problem is we've created such a dependency on imports. Mm-hmm. And and you talk about taking out the farmers, which that's, I mean, that's going to be fucking hard to do. Well, I know. Especially you a country large, like this. Yeah, I know. But then you also have to take into account a lot of our food ships overseas and a lot of, we well, get yeah. a lot of our food from overseas. Well, I know. So it doesn't but, make a lot of sense. the Midwest, you know, is, is, you know, the heartland, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean... Strategic strikes to to some major farmland. Don't blow up my bacon. <laughs> God damn it! Do not blow up my. Bacon. I don't have to. California is doing that for you. You're talking about like shutting down the country, and you're definitely getting us on list. <laughs> Which I was posting quotes from Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, last I know week, you, so, you said that. <laughs> so I was uh, wondering how long it took before yeah. the algorithms realized that I was quoting Ted. I, Kaczynski. You know, but I I really think at that site they they would have to dig for that. Yeah, you would think. Um, the, the Ted Kaczynski quote, let me, let me go find it because, um, it's not that I'm just posting shit to, to stir up the, <laughs> the algorithms. Right, right, right. It's because, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it applies. Yeah. It says, um, it's important not to confuse freedom with mere permissiveness. Yeah. Does that not say everything about 2021 and yes. 2020? The whole reason we fucking started the show was. Yes. Don't. Substitute freedom for permissiveness. Yeah. Don't, I mean, it's not the government's job to give us permission to do right. these things that are supposed to be our rights. They're our rights. Yeah. Like, we don't need permission from the government to do them. Yeah. And for somebody that got, that was blown up shit in the 80s and got arrested in the early 90s, for this to apply so much more than back then. Right. Yeah. Like, is he still alive? Is Ted Kaczynski? Yeah, yeah he is. He's in the Supermax in Colorado. Do you think he's uh do you think he's reading these headlines? It's like I fucking told them. Yeah, uh, I I'm warned sure. them. I'm sure. He probably has a wall of headlines being like called it, called it, called it, called yes. it. I mean, you know, it it's gotta be going insane. Oh, he's yeah. either insane or he's just sitting back there just like laughing. Just yeah. like, <laughs> if they would have listened to me, but no, they just threw me in jail. Yeah, but at least I got three squares now. <laughs> like I like I've said this for a while now. I agree with so much about Ted Kaczynski and so yeah. much about what he stood for, minus the blowing people right, up. Right, right, yeah. I got to point that out, that I don't agree with blowing people up. Yeah. But everything he talked about, if you read like his uh, manifesto, I mean, it makes so much fucking sense yeah. and it applies so much more now. It's like reading 1984 now, which was written 100 years ago, and you're like, yeah, wow, right. they called that shit. Right. I mean, his manifesto is like, the 1984 of the 1990s. So um, he should have named it like 2021. And we would have been like, oh, shit. So let's get into We We started talking about this uh, stagflation stuff. And I want to kind of get a definition for you of that. So I went to my trusty resource of Wikipedia. Oh, yes. Because I know you love it so we, much. We, we need a, a better name for Wikipedia, though. We can, do. can we call it Swami or something Swami? like that? Swami? Let's go to Swami. Why Swami? I don't know. It's like a fortune teller. I don't know. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. We need a better name. We do. Went to Wikipedia, because that's all we got right now. Yeah, all right. Stagflation. It says, in economics, stagflation or recession and inflation 
uh, is a situation in which the inflation rate is high, the economic rate slows, and unemployment remains steadily high, which right now we don't really have yeah, right. high unemployment. We have a high, like, worker shortage. Yeah. Says it presents a dilemma for economic policy since actions intended to lower inflation may exacerbate unemployment. <clears throat> so the problem to slow inflation, economic policy is raise interest rates. The problem with stagnation or stagflation is if they take those manufactured, man-made steps yeah. to mitigate um, inflation by increasing the interest rates— because the employment and stuff isn't going up with it, that interest rates, or or because the pay is not going up with it, the right. interest rates are actually going to hurt employment. Right. So it's actually having an, it's doing good on one side but bad on the other because it's not, like I said, it's not normal. It's, right. It's fucked up economy because right. they should be both going up, but instead right. one's staying here and one's going up, or one's going down and one's going up. Yeah. It's not that, that normal makes economics. Sense. So if you apply normal economic actions to it then it could it's going to fuck one side up or the other so i'm not going to read all this but it says it it talks about a little history it talks about um in the 60s and 70s says what's that oh no it's going the term stagflation a portmanteau of stagnation and inflation why can't we just say a combination right combination of stagnation (laughs) not a portmanteau portmanteau was first coined during a period of inflation and unemployment in the United Kingdom. The UK experienced an outbreak of inflation in the 60s and 70s. Inflation rose in the 60s and 70s. UK policymakers failed to recognize the primary role of monetary policy. Hmm. <laughs> you don't see that around here. No, not at all. In controlling inflation. Instead, they attempted to use non-monetary policies and devices responsible to respond to economic crisis. This is why you learn your history, people. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't erase the history book. It says, policymakers also made inaccurate estimates of the degree of excess demand in the economy. Policymakers making inaccurate estimates. Huh. Similar to, like, the Fed's Interesting. saying, oh, this is temporary. This right. is just, this will go away yeah. in a month. This right. is, yeah. it's kind of like the Fed's version of, Two weeks to flatten the curve. Right, right. Yeah. And the curve just keeps going up yep. and up and up and yep. up. What happened to that two weeks? It says, which contributed significantly to the outbreak inflation in the United Kingdom in the 60s and 70s. <clears throat> so here's the causes of stagflation. Okay. Economies offer two principal explanations for why stagflation occurs. <clears throat> Tell me if which one of these applies. The first one, stagflation can result when the economy faces a supply shock, such as a rapid increase in the price of oil. Does that apply? I would say yes. A supply shock? Yeah, I would say Not even just the rise in oil, but the supply choke. I was going to say him going to Saudi Arabia to beg for them, OPEC, to pump more oil. Yeah, or him shutting down the oil supply here. Yeah. But this is talking any supply shock, not just oil. Right, all the stuff we're oh, talking about it, with the it. choke yeah, points, yeah. with the uh, worker shortage, yeah. with the uh, yeah. warehouse shortage—that's all supply yeah. shock. It's almost like whoever is pulling Joe's strings did their homework. Red Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. An unfavorable unfavor- situation like that. Unfavorable. That's another <laughs> underrated word. Yeah, right. An unfavorable situation like that tends to raise prices at the same time as it slows economic growth. So 
gas supplies goes up, people stop driving, but all the prices go up too. Yeah. But people aren't moving, so the economic growth slows down. Yeah. So the the growth isn't happening the same speed as the mm-hmm. inflation. Making production more costly and less profitable. We don't see that at all. No. Number two. So we already said number one applies, so number two couldn't possibly apply. No, not at all. Because it's one or the other. Yeah, it can't be both, right? Number two. The government can cause stagflation if it creates policies that harm industry while growing the money supply too quickly. I stand corrected. (laughs) Growing the money supply too quickly. We haven't seen that at all. Like pumping trillions and trillions of dollars into the economy. I I Actually, I think that is our government's motto. Yes. (laughs) So we have the perfect storm here yes. because we have both. Yes. And it's not too negative. You, know, you would think that his economics person or financial person or whatever would read that, read this and be like, let's look up everything that could be a problem. Let's see. Stagflation. Um, yeah, let's not do that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but instead they're saying, Joe, Joe, you know what you should yeah. do? Yeah. You should do this. Joe, I was on Wikipedia and I got a list of things we need to do. <laughs> we should shut everything down and cold start it back yeah. up so we have a complete supply shock. Yeah. And at the same time, we should pump it full of money. Yeah, that would be what beautiful. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. it says these two things would probably have to occur simultaneously because policies that slow economic growth do not usually cause inflation. And policies that cause inflation do not usually so- slow economic growth. So this is saying you have to have both. Yeah, okay. okay. So I thought well, it was we, one, okay. one or the other, but it has to have both for yes. stagflation. Well, we definitely have both. We do. Because a shock in the supply system wouldn't necessarily... Um, make them go yeah. inverse. Right, it would make them probably both go down. Never inverted. Yeah, and government freaking pumping money wouldn't necessarily make them go inverse. It would make it go down. But if you get both at the same time, then it inverts them and mm-hmm. causes this stagflation. Both explanations are offered in the analysis of the '70s stagflation in the West. It began with a huge rise in oil price but then continued as central banks use excessively stimulative monetary policy to counteract the resulting recession. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you Jimmy Carter. <laughs> or Joe Biden. Well, Joe, I've always been saying, I have or been saying Donald J- Trump. Joe Biden is the, the Jimmy Carter of yeah. the 2000s. That's true. But it, it's just crazy. How Donald can, Trump was the Nixon. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how you can look at this shit. And see exactly what it did in the 70s, yeah. and see it's exactly what oh, we're I doing know. here. Yeah. Huge rise in oil prices or huge shock yeah. to the supply system, which we've barely even covered the oil yeah. prices in this. This whole co- this whole show has been about the shock in the supply yeah. system without the oil prices. Yeah. Even I mentioned them briefly, but I mean, it's like, and Joe Biden was a fucking senator during the Carter years. Mm. You know, it's like, dude, learn your lessons. Yeah, I know. He's like, okay, so we want to do this to fuck it up and this. Yeah, so it it talks about how this turned into this big fucking problem. Yeah. And yet, we don't learn from our lessons. No. Because we constantly just pump money into Mm -hmm. fixing things. Yeah. Like a problem comes up, it... Just throw money at it. Just yeah. pump more money into it. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll ease this out. Um, we'll, we'll slow it down by throwing more money at it. And then the whole time, which nobody bothers to see that the more money you print, inflation goes up on its yeah. own because money is becoming less valuable yep. because there's more of it. And so that's naturally causing inflation in its own right. Yeah. 
on top of the supply issues that are causing inflation in their own right. So you get the two together, the three, the four, whatever, all the things combined yeah. together become this gigantic, massive storm. It says, following Richard Nixon's imposition of wage and price controls in 71, an initial wave of cost push shocks in commodities were blamed for causing spiraling prices. Second major shock was the 73 oil crisis when the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, constrained the worldwide supply of oil. Both events combined with the overall energy shortage. Talked about China's energy shortage. This yep. isn't just an American no. thing. No, it's globalized now. You can apply this on a global level. Yeah, and we're going to have energy shortage. We're going to have... Oh, we will. Well, they're going to impose energy yeah, because, blackouts and shit. Oh, for, yeah, because... And it's going to be because wanting to go green mm-hmm. to try... Oh, well, if you go solar, it'll be so much better. We won't have these blackouts. Yeah. It's like, yeah, until fucking winter time. <laughs> says, um, through the 70s, it was alleged that none of the major macroeconomic models were able to explain stagflation. So they couldn't figure it out. It was just like an anomaly to them. Because, like I said, it's supposed to go one way or the other. It's an anomaly to them now, too. <laughs> Obviously. It's because you're fucking with shit. Exactly. It's because yes. you're putting your hands in yes. it, trying to manipulate Leave it. alone. It. And making it, you're throwing it all off course. Yeah. yeah. Be like, oh, it uh, didn't work with Carter, so hey, let's try it. It's like trying to combine the DNA of dinosaurs with the DNA of frogs. Yes, yes. Bad things happen, people get eaten. Yes. And Jeff Goldblum almost dies. Yes, don't kill Jeff. Yes. Bad things happen, stop screwing (laughs) with nature. Stop yes. screwing with natural flow. As of, Jeff would say, uh, um, uh, 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 life finds a way. I want him to say that about the market. Uh, uh, market uh, 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 finds a way. Yeah. Wouldn't we, that be great? Can, I wish we could get Jeff on the show. Well, I think we could probably hire you him. You think so? I think we'd have to, we'd have to be able to. I mean, he's got he's to have one of those sites. You you see those sites where you can like pay people money to like say, yeah. quote, oh like, happy gosh. birthday? That would be worth it. I wonder it. how much Jeff Goldblum oh would cost to say, say okay. something I us. have a new goal. Yes. We got to find it. Uh, my brother got, um, oh, what's his name? Perez Hilton. Oh. He paid Perez Hilton to do, he, he's like on his intro to his show. He's like, anti-news. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, I just want to say, Go watch anti news or something like like this is not a show that he would yeah, ever right, want to right. watch. Yeah, if he, we probably made fun of him on the show a billion times. So, <laughs> so why economists are talking about stagflation? Because we get people that are like, nah, this isn't stagflation. Right. No, it's temporary. You're blowing this out temporary. of proportion. Stop it. We just got to worry about this Christmas. Is, yeah, it's just you're just worried about Christmas. You shouldn't have to worry. You're just taking mm-hmm. blowing this out of proportion which is generally what we do, is blow things out of proportion. Yes. But economists are talking about this. It's not me. This isn't a word no. I came up with. Well, obviously. This isn't something <laughs> I just made up. Economists are talking about stagflation. Saying rising energy prices and supply gridlock have resurrected conversations about stagflation, a period when sputtering economic growth and joblessness coincided with rising inflation. We don't... I mean, it, it's not necessarily quite there, because no. we don't have the joblessness, we just don't have the people to fill the jobs, which right. I think could. I have we ever even had that problem? And not that like I'm the sure, opposite aware of, of yeah. joblessness, right? Yeah, it, it's the lack of wanting to workiness, <laughs> right? <laughs> like I don't think there's any economic models that you could come yeah. up with that would 
Explain yeah. that. They're going to have to come up with another yeah. ridiculous name to explain this because there's not been any time that I know of in modern U.S. history where um, the unemployment is down and the jobs are way too high coming right. off of a recession Yeah, of all things. I could see it com- when things like convolute too big too mm-hmm. quickly become a like the economy is just booming yeah and yeah the jobs are gonna weed out but yeah well, this, this whole like immediately off the back of a recession usually everybody yeah. is like fighting for the jobs right. and here we have the jobs are fighting for the people right. what, where is the economic model that will yeah. show what this is it, it is lunacy i mean that's the only thing i can think of mm-hmm. is it just is completely flipped batshit upside down because it just does not make sense. Well, it, it's like what we talk about the vaccines. We don't know what the long-term effects of this will be because right. this isn't a thing that just yeah. naturally occurs. Right. Yeah. And it still blows my mind that yeah. this is occurring because there's still jobless—I mean, yeah. the unemployment has gone down, but there's still all these fucking jobs. Yeah. And it's because—a lot of it's because they shut down and turned it back mm-hmm. on, and we ha- it's because of these supply things yeah. and because there was— such a high demand for supply and such a high demand for shipping. And so, mm-hmm. so there had to be such a high demand to create more jobs. And yeah. now we don't have the people to fill them. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it is. Since it is. Google searches for the term stagflation have spiked amid signs of global energy crunch. Oil touched $80 a barrel last week, the highest price in three years, as natural gas set records in Europe and an energy crisis in China threatens to puncture growth. So we have all this stuff just spiraling. Yeah. Not just the rising price of oil, but also energy crisis in China. Bottlenecks in supply chains, meanwhile, are pushing prices up as factory shutdowns rock the global economy. Financial markets are caught between stagflation worries and hopes that the gross domestic product will pick up speed, said Albert Gallo, a portfolio manager at Algebras Investments. So we got higher inflation with weaker outputs. That's that's basically the definition. If you got nothing out of what, what we're saying about stagflation, right. it's high prices, low output, which isn't supposed to be the thing. It's right. supposed to be naturally the other way. Um, the higher the output, the higher you can raise prices. So Seema Shaw... Chief strategist at Principal Global Investors told Financial Times that rising inflation will last longer than expected, a modern-day stagflation that it impacts consumer spending. So they've already impacted, they've already fucked up consumer spending. Right. We, we read that whole article that says that the consumers are to blame right, for all yeah. this because we changed up our no. spending. This is going to further impact consumer spending because it's going to do two things. First of all, initially, it's going to cause panic buying right. so everybody's gonna go out and stock up on yeah it, let's look at the let's look at me personally with ammo start out sure to explain this when the ammo started going out the door it was getting hard to buy it i went like once a week and bought ammo i i want to say panic buy ammo but i stocked up on yeah. ammo but then i didn't shoot any of the ammo i held right. the ammo so i wouldn't have to buy any more ammo mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what this uh, change in consumer spending is going to look like. Like, people are going to go out and panic buy, and they're going yeah. to, uh, like, you're going to see a major surge in purchases. And so you're going to see the supplies have to pump in more because of these panic buying. Right. 
But then once things get higher and higher price, people are going to like start saying, well, we don't really need this anymore. We're going to they're, they're going to start putting priority on certain things. It's like, well, we don't necessarily need um, Hulu and, and, right. and Netflix and yeah. Disney Plus when we can just uh, get something free on the Internet. They're, right. they're going to their spending's going to eventually like plateau yeah. or, or drop off because um, as prices keep going up and we are aren't making any more money. We're going to have to make some serious choices, and then the economy is going to keep going lower because people are going to stop buying shit, and you're going to see probably a much bigger recession as people stop buying shit, and prices are going to keep going up because of it. So it's just you're going to keep going in this really screwy direction. Um, It says... Wages are rising, but often not fast enough to keep up with the price increases, according to the New York Times. So that $15 an hour that they're calling for, actually, I hear more people saying, hey, the minimum wage should be at $24 an hour now. That's crazy. It is. But, I mean, look at the rate the prices are going up. Yeah. If they were saying last year that it should have been 15 bucks an hour, then I see well, how they're I, saying it should be $24 that. an hour. No, I absolutely understand that, especially when you're looking at you know, the way prices are going to go up. Yeah. I mean, you'll have to make 24 to make ends meet. Right. And then prices will just go up higher because right. people are... People are making more money. Yeah, it's, just, it's a vicious, vicious cycle. Energy price increases were a wake-up call for markets, and the scenario that's now more likely to develop is one in which we get higher inflation and weaker output. That's what I was talking about. Like, the output's not coming out, but the prices are going up. Right. So... That's that's the fear. That's my fear, at least. Yeah. As that potentially what's going to it's the sign that our markets are going through the shitter. Yeah. Right. Did you read anything about the stagflation stuff, or what do you think about all this? No, it, it completely makes sense. Like I said, the only thing that that again has me dumbfounded is the fact that you know we've done this before and we're doing it again. Only though this time it seems to be on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at it, it's like. How much of this has been intentional? Yeah. Like, how much of, like, we can pick apart the docs like we did. Right. Like, well, if they're run by the mobs, who's to say the mob's not, like, right. dialing that down to make a profit or right. for political payout or whatever? Yeah. Um, or any of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, any one of these millions or, like, a hundred different problems that have come together to form the storm, if one of those was man-made yeah. or intentional or manufactured, then it's what set off the shitstorm. Yeah. And this whole shitstorm becomes yeah. a manufactured shitstorm out yeah. of this. So we got the... Th- it talks about three results of stagflation. Um, they're high inflation, uh, stagnation, Check. which they're stagflation. Yes. Um, so high inflation, things go up. Stagnation... Um, the product, the the output, just kind of stays the same or goes down, and then also unemployment should be going up. Right. Again, this is completely different because we have too many jobs. Right. Just we don't have the people to fill those jobs, or we do have the people they just don't want the jobs. Yeah. So this could, I mean, this could go so many ways well, because it, we don't know where it's going to go. Well, and, and the problem is that, as usual, the government won't do what's required to fix it mm-hmm. because we're not even sure they want to fix it right well if i mean if the build whole back build better? back better thing is what it 
like heading towards the great the great reset, yeah. then obviously they would want to shut it down. Right. They they want it to go this way. They want it to flip upside down. And be like, you know, guys, we, capitalism had a good run, but you know, let let's do this new thing here. Uh huh. You know, and so it just again looking at it, it just seems a little too perfect. Yeah. This this article here, I'm not going to keep reading a whole bunch of articles. I want to start talking about some of this shit. Yeah. But this article here from Zero Hedge talks about, it's titled, um, How Long Will It Take to Normalize and What Will Normal Look Like? So we're back to this whole new Norm- normal new normal scenario. The part I wanted to point out was this right here. It talks about says some companies are doing better than others. Despite shortages, which have crushed other automakers, uh, Tesla managed to increase production and deliveries through the third quarter. 241,000 cars were above the most optimistic expectations. It has struggled with delays, but coped and even found ways to retrofit components as and when they become available. Further good news for Tesla is a Pew Research survey suggests 40% of Americans will now seriously consider an electric vehicle. So a small minor manipulation here is pushing people towards like right. the renewable well, energies. And Tesla did not get the government contract mm-hmm. for electric cars, and I'm sure it's because Biden doesn't like Elon Musk. But is also a part of that is because isn't Tesla primarily manufactured in the United States. Mm. Okay, so companies that domestically are are based and and manufacture in the United States are going to do so much better Mm. than anything that's coming outside the country. Well, I just find it interesting that they're pointing out that electric cars are doing so good because of the direction they're trying to manipulate us towards, towards this greener, this Green New Deal type shit. And, I mean, I don't feel like... Elon yeah. Musk is on board with the Green New Deal. No, but, I don't think so. But either. the fact that they this is zero hedge, but still it points to where this is shifting towards. Yeah. And they could easily be manipulating it just to shift it towards yeah. things well, like that. I, I think that um I you know, I think Biden is trying to create a workforce for um his his green energy jobs that he's trying to come up with, and that yeah. that is what he yeah. is is pushing towards. Yeah, that's what kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Like it might not be a Tesla thing, but right. he is shifting it towards. Oh, absolutely, that. yeah. So all these you know people that are out of work for whatever other reasons, he's pushing them to to maintain or, or fill the these solar jobs, these wind farm jobs, and put everybody else out of fucking business. Right, exactly, and he, because he doesn't care what you do to make money for your family, he doesn't mm. care how you you work but it'll be so much better for the country if you work in jobs he wants you to work in mm-hmm. and i i think i read an article somebody said um god I, oh i was going to send it to you but it was um um shaping the workforce um for the the future oh it was a world uh world economic forum mm-hmm. yep it was uh building building a workforce uh, for a green future. And it's like, that's exactly what Joe Biden's trying to do. Oh, absolutely. Do. He's falling right in line yeah. with that. I mean, he's not no. doing it. He's just a puppet, man. Well, again, he's following this playbook that was handed right. to him by somebody. Yeah. So this part here will piss you off in this article. Probably. The last part I'm going to mention in this article, um, it says, so let's assume the global economy gets through the broken supply chains and price inflation, stagflation, and in about a year or so, time we reach a new equilibrium will consumers be back in the demand driving seat maybe not 
Inflation looks very real. Companies are not minded to pay more for staff as trading conditions deteriorate. The only groups of workers getting pay raises are the strongly unionized ones. The unions we were talking about that have the control of the ports and yeah. they they can manipulate prices through the ports. And they're probably in the pocketbooks of, not probably, they're in the pocketbooks of politicians. Yeah. By and large, the public sector, their pay financed by increasing taxes on private workers. So the public sector is obviously paid by the private right. sector. Um, so taxes which are rising. The guaranteed state final salary pension schemes will be pumped up to cover any losses. Again, financed by rising taxes on private workers. All of which means in a few months' time, most of us will be living on greatly reduced real incomes with struggling pension pots, and only workers able to consume will be on those working for public bodies. Yeah. The things that you were just talking about, like pumping up those public jobs, like yeah. Biden's um, uh, jobs plan. Yeah. Like how we said this whole jobs plan is just going to screw up the economy more because that's just going to make more holes yeah. in the— the private sector jobs, more um, job openings, more job like worker shortages because we're filling. Obviously, we're going to give priority to these public jobs that that Biden creates, right. and we're just going to leave massive holes in the private sector, causing the private sector to just probably go by the wayside. Yeah. yeah. So those things there. It's just saying everything that we've talked about leading up to this in yeah. the last year and a half yeah it's like everything's just coming together that's why i said we are in the end game the end game we are in it because they that's what they lead to that's what that's where they want us to be is there yeah let's let's yeah. move let's move away from the stagflation stuff i thought you meant like let's move into the frontiers well, let's and... let's do that <laughs> i want to do that <laughs> We got to move on though because we are getting short on time. Um, I wanted to get into the conspiracy stuff. We've okay. we've kind of hammered the stagflation stuff into yeah. the ground, but that's definitely. I mean, it, yeah, it's important to to differentiate. We're not just going into inflation. We are going straight up strag stagnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not just everything going up and everything's going to be great because our cost is going to go up yeah. or our pay is going to go up. No. Pay is going to stay the same, and the costs are just going to yeah. go up and up and up and up. So we're looking at, you know, mass chaos, you know, um, cats and dogs living together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's mass chaos. Why the fuck would cats live with dogs? So there is this guy that's claiming that the whole shipping container crisis is manufactured, and it's is a he conspiracy. Still alive? <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's getting big on YouTube. Oh, okay. Um, says the low profile industry of shipping is not generally the stuff of conspiracy theorists. Low profile <laughs> industry. That's pretty big though. Uh, well, I was going to say low profile until now. With queues of container ships in Southern California hitting headlines is changing with theories about being manufactured. At the weekend your editor while scanning through recommended recommendations on YouTube noticed a video entitled The Cargo Ships Crisis is manufactured, creating supply chain nightmare by a user called I allegedly. So it says the presenters seem to be under the impression that the port of LA is working 24-7 to clear the backlog, which it isn't. Oh, it it basically talks about this guy is saying how they are intentionally shutting down the ports to That makes sense. I don't want to we don't have time to read this whole article, but this okay. guy is saying that it's manufactured because 
Um, there is no labor shortage, he says. He believes it wasn't. Well, he sa- believes it wasn't caused by a labor shortage, but there's um, mismanagement. But in general, everything is because they are just squeezing, like kind of kinking the hose at the like at the docks. It. Yeah, which I like to play along with that, but I. Again, I don't think it's that simple. Right. Yes, I like that conspiracy theory because yeah. it, it, makes it interests it easy. me. It makes it makes makes it easy for yeah. it to say, oh, the doc were, or the doc unions or the government yeah. are just like kink the hose right. at the supply and they're just manufacturing these inflation rates yeah. on this end. It's not that simple. Right. It's I mean whether or not you think that that's what's going on. If you don't think that, that doesn't mean it's not manufactured. Mm-hmm. Like I said, any of this shit makes it manufactured in my book. Like the the shutting down of the economy, yeah, the um, opening back up the economy, the um, pumping the freaking trillions of dollars into the economy, the the um, <laughs> overextending the unemployment benefits. Right. That all made this manufactured. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to have this very cut and dry conspiracy theory mm-hmm. to say. That this whole thing is fucking manufactured because yeah. it's all manufactured. Yeah. Because of all of it, not because right. of one right. one supply issue here, because of all of it. All of it came together mm-hmm. as a big giant manufactured. Yeah. Crisis. Well, and and when I look back, I, I really feel like when we did the show with the um the playbook about um uh, ma- ensuring that uh, democracy Survives. survived yes. through the election. Right. And we went through the whole process and everybody that was involved and the whole war gaming and everything, mm-hmm. it really opened my eyes. And so now when we see this happening, I, I think back like they brought somebody in, war gamed. Mm-hmm. What would it take to crash the economy theoretically? And and you, you, you go to the most low profile sector, right? Right. That's the section that you hit that nobody notices, nobody talks about. And it creeps up on you until it's too late. Yeah. And so after everything, yes, I absolutely think that this whole thing was wargamed and I, that there was a playbook put in place and this is the areas we want to hit. I absolutely do, too. And I think this has probably been in the works for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I I was playing around with the idea in my head. That doesn't mean... I think this, but I play around with ideas in my head. It's like, what if the the whole shipping issue in the Suez Canal was just to see how this fucks yeah. up? Like, if well, we if we fuck up the supply chain here, how is this going to affect the that greater That was mentioned economy? in one of the Zero Hedge articles I sent you. Really? I think it was the first one. I missed that part. I'm trying to find this World Economic Forum one that I sent you. Um, oh. Because that's the next thing I want to talk about, and they're their supply plan here because this i think plays into it too yeah um, yeah it was the the cover story you sent me yeah it was trying, like you were like it's all right there it's all here it's right in front of our faces it's kaiser soul say <laughs> let me let me uh find that article because it seems to have disappeared maybe they deleted it before we could uh <laughs> that's possible actually read it so give me a second i think it was earlier in the day i got it okay okay i got it so we always tie it back to the World Economic Forum. You've mentioned it like three or four yeah, times. In this. It's the specter of the day. Yes. This doesn't talk specifically about this supply thing, but this actually, uh, this article came out today, 
today. Referring to the supply lines. Mm. So you got to think that this isn't a coincidence that they came out with this today. Yeah, right. And you, I mean, there. In my opinion, when it comes to like world leaders and, and mm-hmm. globalism, there's no coincidence. There is no like, coincidence. Like you were saying, yeah. like this is all planned out. This is all yeah. pre-planned. What did that article say about um, the Suez Canal? Do you remember? Uh, no, it was talking about the the ship Evenflow mm-hmm. and how uh, it blocking like set back uh, shipping for um, like for months. Yeah, and to me, it my whole brain process was. What if that was like a small scale? Yeah. Hey, let's see what screw like bottleneck. That was a pretty big bottleneck there. But that was wh- huge. What? How? How long this is this going to affect? How, yeah. What's it going to shut down? Um, how? How um, much is going to affect prices right. and um, shipping times and all this stuff? Like, yeah. what will this do? What if that was yeah, like the the leading up, like the war yeah. games to yeah, it would this, not surprise me. But then when you think about it, like supposedly this stuff's been going on since like February, March, so. Right. Which was kind of before that. So wasn't that over the summer? No, I think it was like last summer, wasn't it? Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I know. So this is the World Economic Forum's website. It says, we must reform trade to build a sustainable, inclusive global recovery. Sustainable. Yes, the word of the day for the World Economic Forum. So just happens to come out today, the day that we're talking about. Yeah. The trading bottleneck mm-hmm. and all these free, this this shipping crisis, yeah. as a lot of as the ship, the the dock runners, the economists, and everybody are saying this this crisis. They come out with this article talking about reforming trade to build a sustainable, inclusive global recovery, or great reset, as we like to call it. So it says the COVID nineteen pandemic has deepened inequalities in and across countries. Recent record heat waves remind us that we must address climate crisis before it's too late. And digitalization is providing new ways of delivering goods and services while raising new questions around its risks and regulations. In this context, it is critical that we reevaluate where trade and investments have helped and where they have hindered. We need to go back to the basics. That sounds all well and good, but when it's coming for the from the World Economic Forum, right? What does going back to the basics remind you of? <laughs> Resetting, yeah, in a, a great, great, in a greatly way, <laughs> in a great way. <laughs> <laughs> what is trade for, and how can it provide better outcomes for people and the planet? So, scrolling down, it says today the trading system must adapt again to address additional concerns of global resilience, sustainability, and inclusivity. The G20 leaders' declaration has outlined key aspects of the COVID-19 recovery, namely economic growth and job creation, health, digitalization, sustainability, and inclusion. Why is every why is digitalization such a big concern when it comes to like all these things sound all great, but then they always throw digitalization in there. It's right. just like, yeah. huh? How do you get yeah. how do you compare digitalization with health and job creation? Yeah. Yes, I get it makes things easier. It also makes tracking easier. It also exactly. makes um, exactly <laughs> like making like tying everything mm-hmm. into one yeah. system to get exactly uh, easier. According to recent I Ipsos World Economic Forum survey, seventy five percent of global public public supports expanding trade. I mean, seventy five percent of the world yeah. agrees with expanding global public trade but on the downside 
only half said they thought globalization was good for their country. Yeah, that makes sense. So you see what they're pushing here mm -hmm. is the globalization of public trade. Yeah. The whole uh, one world order, I guess, or right. yeah, that all the conspiracy theorists talk about, yeah. which is, I mean, they're talking, literally talking about it. So yeah. to come out and call people tinfoil hat wearing whatever yeah. is for talking about a one world well, globalized <laughs> order. You could say that about anything that the right. World Economic Forum talks about. Exactly. I mean, they're just like feeding. Yeah. Like if, if you never would have showed me that children's book, I wouldn't have believed it. So only a half support globalization. That's down 10% yeah. since 2019. So um, that's a bad thing to them. Well, but look at the last couple of years. I mean, you, you got COVID and you got now supply ch uh, chain problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that like a rally cry against globalization? One would think but no, that's more of a reason to clamp down and regulate things more. I'm sure. So it talks about these uh, potential trade reforms. It says, first, COVID-19 made it clear that trade is critical in the preparedness and response to health crisis. Trade and investment are crucial in research, development, manufacturing, and distribution of personal protective equipment, diagn diagnostics, vaccines, and therapeutics. So we need trade for all that medical safety stuff. Right. We agree with that. I mean, yeah, sure. It's second, digitalization has resulted in meaningful benefits to people's lives. During lockdown, digital trade and services and e-commerce kept large portions of economies running. Number three, reducing the complexity or complexity of international commerce. What does reducing complexity of international commerce mean coming from the World Economic Forum? It means they need to just have... One person, one standard, one, one standard, one and one power standard. in charge of yes. it all. We need to standardize this, yeah, or globalize this. It makes so it easy for everybody. Make yeah, make it easy. Reduce the complexity of international commerce, providing more opportunities for small businesses. They don't give a fuck about small businesses, say, especially not small, small private businesses. How is a small business going to compete on a global? Market? I don't know, but. By reducing complexities, obviously. Yeah, That'll obviously, give them more yes. opportunities right. for the small businesses. I like hey, how they say all those. Craig, we got an install in Japan. You got this one? <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh, to spread innovation and boost employment, stemming the decline in foreign investment, which threatens development gains. Governments must work towards streamlined or standardized transparent and predictable investment procedures and provide technical assistance and support to developing countries and help them gain access to international trade. So not only do we have to build our own right. trade, we have to also go build third world country, third world country trade, which look at Haiti, how we, how we managed to develop their <laughs> oh, trade. We, we did, fucked the we shit did out great. Of <laughs> Number four, greener global production and consumption depends on policies that encourage environment innovation and diffuse blame shifting as an excuse for inaction. We need to talk about that. The greener global consumption. Yeah, right. Obviously, they're going to push towards yes. that. Finally, trade benefits must reach stakeholders that have been sidelined for too long, including economically disadvantaged women, youth, ethnic, and religious minorities, and indigenous peoples. The interest disadvantaged groups must be considered in the development, implementation, and monitoring of trade rules, as well as in domestic policies that might affect their abilities to participate in trade, include labor, property, contract, and other laws. 
Trade for tomorrow. Some global leaders and businesses are already signaling a change in their trade approach. For example, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai has ep- emphasized a worker-centric trade agenda of the Biden administration. Did you know there was a trade agenda in the Biden administration? I did not know that at all. So it only makes sense if you manufactured some massive trade crisis. You'd have to go with his his trade agenda is into Biden's trade agenda. I mean, he's got so many agendas. He does. How how do Too we? Other, not his. Yeah, yeah. He he didn't write any of them. But no, I didn't know that there was those agendas there, but. Again, yeah. none of this talks about, oh, the problem with the supply lines, the problem with the right. bottlenecks, the problem. Yeah. But it's saying, it's it's setting the stage for mm. yeah. when it does inevitably crash, what we need to build it to. Yeah. Like, we need to be here. Right. You guys are here, so you yeah. have to go down to get back up. Right. <laughs> if we had the standard, then we wouldn't have these problems, guys. So yeah. standardization, yeah. obviously, which... It's just a polite word for globalization. It is. I mean, they want everything to be combined into their standards, their regulation. They want to regulate all of it. They want want to tax all of it. They want their own cut in all of it. They want to to consolidate all the resources. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that. Obviously, you got to consolidate resources to standardize everything. So... Um, you can't run a business how you want to. Right. You can't even run a business how your state allows you to. It has to be how yeah. the global and, and elites here, say. Here and here again is the problem: is when you have nations that you're doing business with, such as China, who who controls the flow of resources and energy for the the production and <laughs> manufacturing of goods. Mm-hmm. That doesn't coincide with the twenty four seven nation like the united states right so somebody's gonna have to budge and if it's standardized yeah yeah well uh, then we look at the unions how we have 16 hour docks in every other country as 24 7 we got to standardize that but right. i mean that's gonna really screw up the unions wouldn't it i would think so yeah I mean, you'd think the unions would uh, unless be they're a bitch fit about this hoping to get all that child labor into the unions in Ch- from china mm-hmm. so Again, it doesn't have to be this like conspiracy theory yeah. where, you know, we just they're just kinking the hose for the supply lines there just to increase it it's not just to increase inflation. Right. And it's not just this one simple thing. So much of this is fucking manufactured. Like I said, the shutdowns, the openings, manufactured. Yeah. Um the unemployment benefits, the stimulus checks. The one thing we haven't talked about yet, vaccine mandates. Yeah. Yeah. Are uh manufacturing this whole crisis because I guess we kind of did ma- uh mention it. You lay off 30% of the people or you fire them because they yeah. don't get vaccines that creates an even bigger supply problem. Right. So this is all fucking manufactured yeah. without a this one Guy that they're calling a quack without his quack conspiracy yeah. theory. It's all He's, a manufactured thing. He is just looking at a little mm. corner of the whole picture mm. and saying, that's fucked up. That's 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 manufactured right there. This is a conspiracy. Well, he even said, he's like, I don't think this is because of the job shortage. It's like, dude, the job shortage is manufactured. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're looking very tunnel vision at yeah, this thing. Right. You need to open your eyes yeah. and look at the whole goddamn thing yeah. has been manufactured yes. since mid-early last year. Yeah. 
yeah. since this whole thing started. Yeah, and, and you know, it's you ever see the Usual Suspects? I don't remember. Oh, you got to watch it. It's an amazing movie. Kevin Spacey. Okay. Probably shouldn't have mentioned his name. <laughs> but, oh, great. <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> anyways. No, I can't ruin it for you. Shit! I can't tell you to watch just, a movie and then ruin the ending. Just ruin Anyways, it. Just ruin it. You look back at the whole picture of everything and you realize that everything has been a play. Yeah. And it's like, shit. And then by then it's too late. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's why we've been saying this for a year and a half. Yeah. Eventually it's going to be at to the point where you turn around and you see how far you've come yeah. and you can't fucking go back there because it's too damn late. Yeah. This is why we talk about this shit because... We don't want it to get to the point where it's too damn late right. and we are falling under yeah. the the guidance of Klaus Schwab and the World Economic right. Forum. Eat, that, eat your mealworm. Yeah, that, that want to consolidate all the natural resources on the planet yeah. for their own personal benefit. You know, the people at his level oh. don't oh, yeah. give a shit about yeah. equality when it's just yeah. the riches of the rich yeah. coming together and making the decisions yeah. for what the globe and should be. They don't have to follow the rest of the rules. They'll be able to go wherever they want in their private planes and have all the resources they want. It'll be us and the in the high rises in the downtown area eating our our designated mealworm sharing our living space with somebody else because so we go to work. All animals are equal. Some animals are more equal than others. Exactly. 1984. Or no, Animal Farm. Animal, animal Farm. Farm. Uh George Orwell. Yeah, same guy. Same guy, different book, yes. same concept. Same concept. Prophetic. Yeah. That's what this is heading towards because you think he's going to be living in a little cubicle with the rest of us in a mm-hmm. in a high rise like sharing space with people and taking public transit and eating his mealworms no yeah. he's fucking not going no, to and his his, steak. Co- his cohorts aren't going to either mm-hmm. yeah they're going to be eating the only steak left on yeah. the planet um that's where this heads yeah again everything we've discussed for a year and a half yeah leads to this yeah this what some economists and some like shipping experts are saying, potentially is leading to an economic crash. Yeah. Like a complete crash. Not a crisis, but a crash. Like the whole thing's going to be upended if this doesn't get fixed. Mm-hmm. And you can say all you want, hey, this is, uh, this is um, going to fix itself. It just might take some time. How much time? Yeah. Yes, it eventually would fix itself, but... How much time, especially yeah. when people are continually fucking with it, right, and not naturally letting it return to its its spot? Yeah. Where does this go? Nowhere good. <laughs> How do you? I mean, is there? Do we come back from this now? I, I mean, it. Looking at this supply crisis that nobody's fucking talking. The president's not talking about it. Right. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. This you know, is how many people are talking about it. Uh, I'll let you get to your point, but this is how many people are talking about this. Um, let me pull this up. These are the um, top three major news sources on the in the the country. Here's MSNBC, our favorite. These are the things they're talking about. They haven't had to. They haven't stopped talking about Trump since he right. got elected. Why Donald Trump really, really, really wants you to think he's running? Trump sued her. She won. The conservative Supreme Court is. About to totally reshape our legal and political landscape. Election law expert says how to prevent subversion of democracy in 2024. That's the headlines. Nowhere here do you yeah. see like anything about shipping. Anything that matters. Fox News. Dems, state largest healthcare provider, fire, fires employees who refuse the vaccine. Um, 
Saki won't say whether Hunter Biden has divested from Chinese private equity firm. Biden reverses Trump ban on it's federal all funds. It's all partisan. Yeah, it all is. There's no. not anything in there that talks about what's really. Well, here's the oil gushes going up. That's but one. they're going to blame it on Biden. Oh, yeah. I guarantee. SNL finally mocks Biden in cold open. This who is the their fuck cares? headline. Their headline. I know. Who the fuck cares? The economy is about to fucking crash, and you're talking yeah. about SNL on your headline. CNN. Yeah. Wait for it to load. All right, fucking internet. U.S. world politics. Let's see what CNN has to say. Justice Thomas asks first question on opening day of new term. Okay, great. Inside the Waldorf Astoria's one billion makeover. Perfect. First class is vanishing. Here's what's next. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a person. Car stocks surge as sales fall. Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of hinting at it. Yeah. Uh, products worth buying. Uh, fix your finances, I guess. It's not too late to refinance your mortgage. <laughs> um, opinion piece. Christy Nome gets it. <laughs> I mean, nothing on this headline yeah. really right. talks about the shipping crisis. Yeah. Facebook whistleblower, Virginia family trying to process how their healthy 10-year-old <laughs> daughter died from COVID. Five days. In just five days. Just Caribbean five days. Island, Alpine Nation move into very high-risk travel category. Study confirms pandemic hit black Americans, Native Americans, and Latinos harder than whites. Stephanie Grissom says it was a mistake to work for President Trump. Those are the things that yeah. your mainstream media cares about and want you to care about. Yeah. They, they're not talking about this, intentionally not talking about this yeah. economic crisis. This is an economic crisis. Yeah. The supply chain is an economic crisis. Yeah. And for the president to not talk about it, for... Congress to not talk about it, for no politician really to be talking about yeah. it. This is a problem. Yeah. What one year from today, if things don't change, we're in some shit. I'd say less than that. I oh I would too. I what would was the one that said like a nice benchmark? In a few months from now. Oh uh, I I'm I'm saying um, because bef yesterday we were talking that uh, you know England is starting to see it now. Mm -hmm. And I said probably about three months it'll start hitting us. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm 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 going to say January. After Christmas, into January, it's going to hit us hard. Yeah, it's going to hit us hard in three or four months. And in a year from now, I think our economy looks completely different oh, than it looked yeah. today. Yeah. that's That scares the shit out of me. That's the happy note we yeah. have. We got to stop doing this. I know. <laughs> that is our happy ending. Yes. So, so... If you go back and we did a show on being self-sustaining. <laughs> yes. Get self-sustaining. Become self-sufficient. Become self-sustaining. Find people Find to people, be around yes. with the same values. Network. We're on the brink of a collapse. And throwing all this money at it isn't going to fix it. No, no. spending policy is going to no. fix. They're going to make it worse. This brink of collapse. Yeah. We are literally teetering on the edge, and they're just chucking money at it instead of, hey, let, let's dial this back. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take, one way or another, it's going to probably hurt a little to It's going to hurt a lot. It. To fix it, it's going to hurt a lot. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. They don't have the balls to do what it's going to take to fix it and because they probably don't want to fix it. Yeah. But, I mean, people are going to lose money to oh. fix this. Yeah. Companies are going to lose profit to fix this. Um, the government's going to lose tax money to fix this. And it's going to require, it's not going to require um, uh, the, the government setting up new 
task force right. to fix this. Yeah. It's not going to require the government creating more jobs to fix this. No, we we need to... Yeah, it, it, here's the thing. The government can't fix this. Mm-mm. So you, you got to find ways to keep your, your life, your livelihood, your family, your loved ones on a good course. Yes. So yeah. And, I mean, don't get too cozy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> our boss asked me the other day because he, he was kind of he's like if if the banks were just to like run out of money how how long could you survive off of and i was like well basically as long as i can survive like right now because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i don't live that far ahead in the right. future yeah right and i was like i told him i was like it's it's gonna hurt I was jokingly, but seriously saying, it's going to hurt the rich people a lot harder because we have learned how to survive with little. Yeah. A rich person, it, it's the bigger you are, the harder you fall type thing. Like, right. it's going to be such a wake-up call when the richer people that have so much extra, like, excess spending money no longer have that, and then they have to live day by day like yeah. the rest of us. And even we aren't living day by oh, day no. by right. any stretch, but we're closer to the bottom than right. them. yeah. And so that's why I said jokingly, I said, I just live, keep living the way I do, sadly. But like we haven't experienced right. complete economic hardship. economic depression yeah. or anything like right. that. So, um, well, but I think it'd be people like us would survive easier than yeah. people like the rich. Right. And well, and I, I was talking to someone earlier and, and I told them, I was like, well, you better uh, bone up on what people did during the depression because mm-hmm. uh, learning how to preserve things, preserve food. You know, hunt, fish, garden, make your own clothes. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, garden. I mean, that's stuff that, that's going to be really valuable here soon. Right. Yeah. Just canning, yeah. collecting seeds, yeah. stuff like that is stuff that you're yeah. you're going to want to have a little knowledge on. Print off some, some papers <laughs> telling you how to do some shit if you can't remember it all. Yeah. Um, the one thing I did tell to him, because he's like, well, how... Because he had said, like, how much would you have to live on? It's like, well, if the dollar becomes nothing, it doesn't matter how much you right. save yeah. because your your million dollars you saved becomes the same nothing yeah. that my 50 cents became. Like, right. we're now yeah. living in complete, total equality here because we literally have nothing. And that's what yeah. they want us to live right. in. They want us to live in complete equality, right? but with very little because yeah. that's that's— the communist way. Right, right. <laughs> we absolutely. talked about it yesterday. Yeah. How um that one lady had talked about um well what the USSR never had was a, a gender pay gap. Yeah, because you both equally made nothing <laughs> together. Know. Yeah, exactly. Collectively e- equally made nothing. Yeah. So we got no more time. We are out of time. I know we never end on a happy note anymore, and I, I, know. I apologize like that. for that, but when it's scary shit like this, we can't be like and Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't like even know said, how to make up a happy thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, you know, self-sustaining, find people you trust of similar values. Have faith, keep hope, you know. You can survive this. You can, obviously. I mean, people have survived worse. Mm-hmm. People Just survived depression. Don't people lose have, your fucking head. People have survived economic crash. But it, yeah. we, that's why we say don't become so fucking dependent on the government or yeah. dependent on anything because... Just as easily, it could yeah. all go away. Yeah. I'm ready to get out of here. Are you? Yeah, let's do it. Um, once again, make sure you share this all over. Make sure you talk about this shit with your family. Set up some kind of a plan. Set up some kind of a... <laughs> Just try to break it to them lightly. Yeah. Yeah, if you have a high-strung 
anxiety-ridden <laughs> wife or husband, yeah, break it to him as gently yeah. as maybe, possible. Maybe like get like a fortune cookie and like put it in the fortune cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Make like a, a pop-up book. Yeah, you'd can... be like, hey, oh. <laughs> That'd be a depressing pop-up book. <laughs> oh, shit. But to, like the best thing you can do is at least talk you, about you gotta it. You got to talk about it. I think like, you're at... have some kind of a plan. Yeah, I... I Believe me, I, I would not have um, mentioned it to my wife if I did not feel like we're at the point where we need to plan. We're not doom and gloom people. We're not. No, not we're at not all. fear porn people. Not we're at we're all. just not those people. But we feel like we need to let you know what's going on because the news obviously is not yeah. going and, to and, do it. And I, I I pray we're wrong. Yeah. I, I I pray that that all of a sudden it's like, hey, the ships are coming through. Everything's good, guys. And it just. Yeah. Self-corrects right. and everything's fine. Yeah. And, and then we... we're like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. That's I... why we don't get paid for this. <laughs> I, would, I would rather apologize for um, miscalculating this, yeah. like misjudging this scenario, than being right and having it all go to shit. Yeah. I don't want to be right in no. this. I, I don't want it to go to shit. I don't want to be Nostradamus. And, no. No. and it, like, it's not us predicting this. This is... Yeah, just the headlines. Loads of resources yeah. that we've dug into that are saying all the same shit. Yeah. We're going to get out of here. Thanks again for checking in. Make sure you check us out all over social media. Share us around. Um, buy our shit. You can go to bigcartel.com slash break the bell to buy our shit. Or it's the other way around. It's breakthebell.bigcartel.com. <laughs> That's it. Breakthebell.bigcartel.com. The link is in the show notes just in case I got it wrong. Check it out. You can become a Patreon member, patreon.com slash breakthebell. You can support us in so many different ways, and we love your support. But first and foremost, we love that you support us just by coming back every single week. So keep doing that and bring your friends with you, and we would be just the most happiest people. PG. We'll catch you next week. Don't miss us for the weekend wrap-up. Otherwise, catch us live next Monday and every Monday, 7 Central, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Holy shit. Yes. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, it's time. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs> <laughs>